Welcome to the Funny Style Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Robinson. Today we have Brian Milligan, Jimmy Moynihan, Ash Cash. So <laughs> that was soft. Trying to be loud. Ash Cash. <laughs> so since it's everyone else has been here a bunch of times, Ash Cash, how long have you been doing stand up? Uh, I'm coming up on like a year and a half now. Really? That's yeah. it? Oh, I feel like you've been doing it longer. No. No? About a year that's and a, half? That's a compliment. Okay. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like, oh, you seem like you've been doing this a lot longer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, th- I thought I saw you at um Old School Pizza like a long time ago. No? Old School Pizza? I don't know what that is. In Melbourne? Yeah. I've only been living mm-hmm. in Melbourne for like a year and a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah, I moved here not last November, but the November before. Where'd, so you, never where'd you move from? I used to live in West Palm Beach. So that's okay. where I started comedy in June of 2021. Yeah, that's when I started in West Palm. I moved to Melbourne in November of 2021. Mm. Did you did you like the scene down there? Yeah. Good? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very di- like a little bit more diverse, but that's because like I'm just including all of South Florida cuz there's West Palm Beach, Fort Lauderdale, and Miami, so I used to kind of go between those three cities. Oh, oh nice. So. Hell yeah. You do Miami a lot, dude. Yeah, I'm down there quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, we did villain theater to that kept together one time. Yeah. See, okay, so I have okay, so I'm yeah, not yeah, crazy. You saw me, yeah. I've seen you a long yeah, time yeah. ago. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's what yeah. it was. Yeah. yeah. So she like, you know what I mean? Yeah. She's like, crazy. I ain't never seen you before. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I just met you right now. <laughs> I'm actually I'm in Fort Lauderdale next week. Where? I think. Um Spill the Beans, Fassel, Malik's. Oh, okay. Show down there. I've n- never heard of it, but uh, I know Fassel. Yeah, okay. Or know of him. So it's uh, was Undergrounds. It's like it's actually just pretty cool. It's this coffee shop, and it but it's upstairs in like a plaza in Fort Lauderdale, mm-hmm. and it's in this back room. It's such a. So it's not underground. It, no, <laughs> it's the opposite of underground. It's upstairs. Yeah, <laughs> but it's in this. Underground. Yeah, but it's in this dark back corner room in this coffee shop mm-hmm. and it's so perfect for a comedy show yeah because you feel like you're like like t- hidden immigrants hiding in the back of like <laughs> a sketchy place like, and there's window ac units it's a hell of a like, show yeah and the like, audience, yeah, just, yeah. not oh, like and frank and the audience is like right on, the audience is right on top of you to the point where they actually have a couch on stage so oh. there's actually like so you're performing to this tiny little room with like, like forty people packed into it, and then there's a couch literally on the oh stage God. with you, it's and it's shit. the it's the See, weirdest like, the thing. Like, <laughs> really? really, I don't like big. I like when people are far away. I can really? <laughs> distance my. I don't want to like an intimate connection because then I'm even more nervous. I like intimate. I like looking at people. Uh uh-uh. uh. Eye contact uh, is my biggest fear. Really? No, you no. don't make eye contact. No. Yeah. Making fun of the people that are on the couch is the greatest part because, oh, like, I thought you were sitting on the couch, bro. I ain't gonna lie, because no, no, no. you sometimes sit down. And, and no, you, I, I, I thought you'd just be like, "All right, I'm no, just no. gonna sit back here." There's like four <laughs> audience members on the, <laughs> on the stage, stage with you because like they're they sit them right there on the couch. <laughs> I mean, that room packs out. Whenever I do it, that room packs out, and there's people literally, I mean, right up to the edge of the stage with you. Yeah. But also, if you're sitting on the stage, you know that they want to be talked to. Yeah. You can sit on stage unless you want. So it's like, yeah. you know. And there's a weird the part of it, though, like where if you talk to the people that are to your left, now they're actually behind you. And that's a yeah. weird thing to yeah. have, like, your back to these people and they're right on stage with yeah. you. It's like, this is a, you know, it's like doing Will com- Smith thing. Comedy in the round or something. You yeah. Know? yeah, but that's what they, they sign up. They sign up for that. Yeah. Know? 
Mm-hmm. Look at your ass for yeah, 60%, for 70% <laughs> of the time. Yeah. And they're definitely getting made fun of. Like, yeah. If oh you're God. on the couch. Yeah. Especially because every time I've done it, it's usually, I think, no, one time I did it, it was women. But it's usually like two guys just sitting on this love seat alone. <laughs> it's usually like men that are the ones that are, you That's know, adorable. bold enough to sit on the stage. So it's always a joke about how they're on a date and like whatever. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. phone it in. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, a, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No. Well, so, what made you start doing stand up? Good question. I want, oh, you're asking Ash. Never mind. <laughs> no, you're good. No, go ahead. No, I'm I just kidding. Go ahead. He just, <laughs> he's just, he's just around. <laughs> um, it's a it's a lot of stuff. Uh, cause it was like during it was in 2020 mm-hmm. where I initially was like doing like a bunch of random stuff trying to because I was working from home but I was mm-hmm. like I need something to get myself out the house because oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I started doing like online classes like I did voice acting classes regular acting classes and I did a stand-up class and that was like in November of 2020 I did the stand-up class at the West Palm Beach Improv hmm. and then I just did it just for fun but then a few months later like one of the people from the class like reached out to me and she's like oh come to my show and then i started going with her to her shows to our open mics and then i started meeting all the comedians and i started getting more comfortable and i was just like well, let me try open mic yeah and i already had five minutes because i did the class and i like wrote an extra joke and went up and it went well even though i feel like i got a lot of pity laughs because everybody knew who i was at that time <laughs> but that helped to boost my confidence to where i didn't like feel like i needed to stop and i just kept going with it and mm-hmm. Here I am. <laughs> so where what where was it when you did your first the first open mic? Yeah. It was uh um oh what was it? it was in Lake Worth. It was Jackie Sanchez's room. Um, oh. What was the name of it? It wasn't Is it the it's not the one in the strip club, is it? No no no, that's uh red light. Yeah. Uh oh, it was like an Irish bar, but it's not there anymore. They oh, okay. Like, they, I for, it began with a B. I forgot the name nah, of it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll remember it like as yeah. soon as we're done with this. <laughs> red light is the interesting one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've done that one uh, yeah. a couple times too. <laughs> who who taught your comedy class? Um, Ramon Garcia. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he's oh, okay. Yeah. He's still doing the classes there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he's he's a big deal down there. Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, because he does a lot of work, like hosting, I think, for the Miami Improv and featuring for big comics when they yeah. come through. Mm-hmm. He does yes. a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, well, that's cool. I, I like a comedy class because it just forces you to you have to write. So it's like mm-hmm. the hour that you're there, you're gonna write. Mm-hmm. So you think it's beneficial? Like oh yeah, I think it depends on the person. Yeah, I think some people can just go into an open mic and just start writing. But I think that just gave me kind of a starting point on how to write a joke. Yeah, and mm-hmm. how to put it together. Like what? Because I could like I wrote stuff, but it was nice to get somebody like immediate feedback on like okay, yeah. Yeah. this is where you need to go, and then it put you on the stage. Which I think that that part is the hardest part of all is getting <clears> on the stage for the first time. So. It, it kind of was just like going on stage with like floaties on. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. everybody knows this is your first time. Everybody's like really supportive. Um, mm-hmm. And it just made it easier. And then after that, it's like you're just riding a bicycle now without the training rails. Yeah. Yeah. Because I did, I did, um, <laughs> so I did Duncan's class. Right? <laughs> and I think the class, I think a class is helpful when you very first start. Mm-hmm. Like at the very, very, very beginning. Yeah. I don't and think then, you need to take, I see people take it. Yeah. multiple times uh, and yeah, I know I, that is insane it. to me I don't know how it's people... a $250 class like, yeah and <laughs> <laughs> well, that's but <laughs> I here's a weird thing though 
a lot of times comedy classes also get used as a how do I do this like a a, a, a networking workaround mm-hmm. if you will it also where, gets you on the improv stage yes because if you send that video to someone you can just say oh I performed at an improv yeah. but um, you so, don't say it was a class because that's right. different yeah <laughs> I almost did the class at the Orlando improv mm-hmm. f- during a period of time when I was like is there do they like hate me over there like is that the reason why I never get any work over there I was like I was I was almost on the edge of just being like you know I'm gonna take the class and then yeah. force my way in mm-hmm. um, but then I was able to get in through other okay. um, means yeah but yeah a lot of times so I found out that uh, in Jacksonville at the comedy zone there they the people who host there they only host people who took their comedy class. So it's a way to force the local comics to pay the yeah. 200 and whatever bucks mm-hmm. to take the comedy class because they only pull their hosts from that pool of people mm-hmm. who've huh. taken the class. So you get stuck whether you want to take that class or not. <laughs> you kind of have to. There's so many little hoops to jump through. It's a smart business through. plan. Yeah. <laughs> but, sure. good, yeah. but there's so many ho- little hoops to jump through in certain places in this fucking business. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's not like, oh, you're funny, you can be on this stage now. You yeah. know what I mean? It's what do you like, mean? Stand-up comedy has nothing to do with being funny. Oh, my God. That's, <laughs> that's, what, that's one of the hoops I'm talking about. Yeah. It's exactly like that. It's, yeah. it's like, how many followers do you have? Or... What is your film and TV credits? But even that doesn't fucking buy you very much. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, Adam Murray showed us that just because you're on Stranger Things doesn't mean you're headlining clubs, Mm-mm. which yeah. is crazy to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's yeah. who you know. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. in the beginning, it's networking and getting to know people, being friendly to everyone. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, my biggest fear, too. Like, I contact and making friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, really getting my, really getting I guess this is our second show. intervention episode. Yeah, like, yeah. Without, yeah. Unintentionally. You gotta do it. <laughs> yeah. That was scary for me at first, too. I remember going to Orlando and just being scared of mm-hmm. everyone. Oh, yeah, I was, was like, terrified when I came So here. I would just sit there by myself. Outside of Bull and Bush. That's what I did. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then, you know, you just uh, you talk to one person. You start doing well on stage, and people notice that. But mm-hmm. it takes a long time. Like, it didn't matter how I did at open mm-hmm. mics mm-hmm. Um, for a while mm-hmm. until, like, you know. Because, like, you could have a good open mic set. No one will see it. Yeah. Yeah. Then, <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. And then, you, you know, you, it, what usually happens is you have a shitty open mic set. Mm-hmm. Everyone sees it. Yeah. Yep. But at the beginning, honestly, locally, we were lucky because, or at least I think, like, my run, which you're a part of my run, um, was that open mics had so many comics, like, open mics are a venue that we used to have here. Yeah, the coffee lounge. So many comics from all over the state would come to open mics, and I was a regular at open mics, so I got to meet a lot of people from all over Mm -hmm. without having to leave Melbourne because they all kind of came to us. Yeah. So then through that, by the time I left Melbourne and started going to Orlando more often, at least when I got there, people knew who I was. Yeah. And they knew I was good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't, I, not that many places that I just show up fresh. Yeah. Um, well, that's not true because Miami and stuff, I just got in my car one day. And went down there. And just yeah. drove. What's the, um, uh, I wish I could remember this place. In Fort Lauderdale, I did uh, Gatsby's. I've heard of it. Down there? Yeah, Gatsby's, which is Elijah's room that she does. I think she does a different room now. But there was my first time down there, 
I went down there. I did Gatsby's, and then there's another room called it was like C4 something. It was like a studios CIs. production. Yes, yeah. yeah, CIS or CI something yeah, CI, yeah. productions or whatever mm-hmm. that was around the corner. So you could do Gatsby's, mm-hmm. jump in the car, drive around the corner, yeah. and do the CIA or whatever. I heard C4. That room was explosive. Yeah, <laughs> and I heard that Gatsby's was great. Yeah, <laughs> thank you guys. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy's, Jimmy's here every week. <laughs> but um, so I did that room, and then from it, my first night going to Fort Lauderdale, um, I ended up meeting a couple of comics that worked the Miami Improv, mm-hmm. and I ended up getting a spot at the Miami Improv my first night going to Fort Lauderdale. Oh. so I mean it it. It's scary to go to a new place, but what's fun about it is once once you get to the point where at least like you're confident that you're good, yeah, it's like oh these people are about to discover me, mm-hmm. exactly, which is like a douchey <laughs> way to look at it. Yeah, <laughs> but, I get that. But every time I go to a new place, I'm like oh these motherfuckers are about to learn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> I uh, I wish I could uh, have that confidence. Yeah, I'm not you good. should have that confidence. <laughs> yeah, though, man, like you you. You're one of the few people here that should have you. You got a, a eight inch comedy dick, man. You know Thank what I'm you. saying? Yeah. Like you, you, you should have the confidence. <laughs> like, like not everybody should, but local, oh. locally, well, trust me, not you, everybody you, should. Definitely, <laughs> you definitely should, man. You you should be way more confident in yourself. Most yeah. of our local people should be in the fetal position in the shower. But well, <laughs> I mean, I know when I do well, and I know when I suck. Um, but just like. Uh, however I do it doesn't matter with what my brain tells me my brain tells me I'm a fraud I mm. suck imposter syndrome imposter syndrome but, yeah. that's for sure holding you back man because mm. yes yeah because like you, you're you at a point where you should you should fucking be featuring like crazy right now yeah no and, and, I, and, like, I, and I could be but I like I'm told to uh, to apply for bonkers I haven't done that yet James yeah. Young gave me all these connections mm-hmm. that I haven't reached out to yet mm-hmm. uh, Anna from Luckily yeah she yeah. gave me all these she like set up a tour she's like if you want to go on a tour I got you like I'm, I'll vouch mm-hmm. for you mm-hmm. so and then I never followed up on that and so there's all these things and I'm like in the back of my head I'm like afraid to jump to that oh, you should absolutely I know I know and, and that's that was um, but that's it, something I told myself I'm going to do, and I have to do it really soon. But any, anything you have going on here, we'll hold down for you, man. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying? Like, at least yeah. you got a big enough crew here to where, like, your local responsibilities can be covered, and you can go fucking get, yeah. do shit. Well, that's one thing you. I need to do soon is drop any show I'm running because, because of the reason that I'm, I'm putting too much time thinking about... You know, like Beachside or uh, Moon Room. I'm mm-hmm. just like thinking about, oh, how, like, if if I take a day where I come home from a show and I have to spend two and a half hours making a poster, making a Facebook event, making an Eventbrite uh, event, and then uh, promoting it and making an ad, that's all this time I'm putting into like. Uh, not writing comedy like all, every mm. time I that's a night that I have to do all that stuff mm. and then I worry about how shows are going to do I need to go I need to be in a place where I don't have to worry about that ever mm. um, but but uh, yeah so that eventually I have to stop running these shows 
That's why, I mean, that's precisely why I don't run shows. Yeah, it's a terrible you know? idea. It's, it's <laughs> and then you have comics that... about the running shows. Don't do it, yeah. Do it. I mean, unless you need the money. Uh, but, I, I mean, I think... So, I think but, that, like, I like management, because that's what I do in my oh, job, and mm-hmm. I like coordinating stuff, like putting things together, and, like, that's <clears> part of what I'm trying to figure out, is, like, do I want to... Just do stand-up comedy, or do I want to be more on the management side? Just do stand-up forward. comedy because if you like managing stuff, you don't want to ruin that by manage your manage, manage, manage your career. career. That's yeah, that's what you yeah. should. Yeah, manage. yeah, manage my own career. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's my advice. Because I mean, my thing is though, because well, I mean, a couple of things. Moon Room is such a great room yeah. that you've put together, right? And then the second thing is, is it's it's super useful because if you, I I think your issue. Is that and it's gonna sound weird? I think you care way too much about like mm-hmm. specific details yeah, of it. I think yeah. I think what I think what you need to do is go because at this point the things that make the room great you've already put in place. Right. It has the audience. The it's now a showcase. It's not open mic, so we don't have horrible comics going up. You know, fucking the thing up. Yeah. You, you know, at this point, yeah. <laughs> at this, as long as Brian, you know, doesn't show up. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I could just let it be. I can yeah. just show up and not worry about if people talk, they talk. Um, it, you know. Yeah, and and I think if you go, okay, this is my gym. I come here every Tuesday. And I'm gonna have a new five minutes every Tuesday, and as I'm <laughs> as I'm hosting, yeah, I'm gonna do. I mean, two, new, a new five minutes is very strong, right? Mm-hmm. But, but you can do it. But we, yeah, but when I was doing old school pizza in the middle of the pandemic, like that's when I got so much better at crowd work because I was coming every Wednesday and I was going. I'm coming here without a plan, and I'm going to get up and do five minutes of yeah. completely off the top of my head shit every yeah. Wednesday, yeah. and, and after doing that. Yeah, when he says a new five minutes, not a new five minutes that's going to kill. Yeah, like just tight material, yeah, yeah, but just, stuff. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I do at least a new three minutes every week at Beachside, or try to at least. Like, yeah. I don't write that no. often. So. <clears throat> yeah. I, well, I, uh, part of it's like I don't want to go up and do the same jokes over and over and over again mm-hmm. in front of the same people, you know what yeah. I mean? But the other part of it is like... I'm mining for gold, you know. Like mm-hmm. you got, I feel like you got to throw a hundred jokes out there for one of them to to be yeah. good. So and also change up jokes, yeah, to try to make them better. Yeah. Well, I do, I do that. Like I'll, I have like a certain amount of jokes, and I don't do the same ones every time. But I rotate like through older ones, try to make those better, come back around. Like that's yeah. kind of like what I do. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I like I had a I, I rewrote a joke I did this past Sunday, and some, sometimes you you write a you you take the premise of a joke and then start rewriting it, and then you write it to death. Mm-hmm. You yep, know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> and, and that's sort of what I did this past week. I was like, I kept writing, and I was like, this is funny. And then I went up, and I was like, this isn't funny. Because like the first thing, what I'm realizing now is like step one if i'm writing this do i think it's funny because in the past i'd be like it doesn't matter if i think it's funny i want to make it funny for other people but that is not good because now i'm just like catering to trying like i have to laugh Mm -hmm. if i write something and i laugh out loud at it i'm like okay there we go Mm -hmm. so i think it's funny Mm -hmm. so now i just have to see if uh other people think it's funny too um, so that's I struggle with that so much because like I I'm very difficult to make laugh 
like you know like really yeah. just like enjoy yeah. a joke same and what frustrates me is i will work so hard to write these complex jokes <laughs> and then you'll go to a show and somebody will just be like, you ever seen an old lady fall down the stairs? And then the whole audience <laughs> dies. And I'm like, motherfucker, why am I working so hard? <laughs> but... Because you I, don't want to be a fucking act. But I also realize I'm missing out on like a, like a, a volume and an area of material. Because like, I don't tell... Like, I don't... I don't know if you noticed. I don't. I realized the other day. I don't really talk about like my personal life that much on stage. Yeah, um, you don't have to. And also, don't compare yourself to other comics and like how they're doing it. That's yeah. something I have to constantly tell uh-huh. myself. It's like this person's killing, and he has like whoever's like high yeah. energy or. And then I'm like, in my head, then I think about, oh, I have to, I have to change my, I have to be more, I have to have more energy or whatever. And yeah. it's like, okay. But you're not a high energy yeah. person. But yeah. my, my yeah. only thing is, I would say, I would say don't compare like you have to be high energy because somebody else is high energy. But like my, the way that I approach it is I'll see somebody high energy and I was like, let me try that and see what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. I would try, I would try see everything. If, yeah, because my thing is I don't I I don't ever want to... My thing is if, if I'm going to master comedy, there shouldn't be an element of comedy that I can't do. Except for comedy songs because fuck that. You have to but. you have to be yourself or at least you, you don't want to be... Unless you're doing a character. Yeah. yeah no, you don't want to no. like... If you're not like you talk on stage, how you talk right now, yeah. So and it's working. Mm-hmm. So in my opinion, I don't think you should try to alter. Mm-hmm. You can try different stuff, and this is just how I feel. Yeah, uh, different stuff and different angles and different topics. But what you're presenting to the crowd is sincere, and people can tell when someone's sincere. Mm-hmm. And like the, for people that have that high energy and they crush. It usually works because that's who they are, and like they're mm-hmm. just being. And then, and then, uh, and then there's other comics or you know people that do comedy. People that stand in front of a microphone. Um, <laughs> that you could just tell they're like trying to do that, and it's just not working. Mm-hmm. And and you people can see that, mm-hmm. and it, it just comes off as yeah. fake. So. I, I think I don't think you should brush off the, I, I don't want to do funny songs, man. Like, you're the three-day yeah. weekend. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but, who doesn't want to hear but, an album from you, man? <laughs> but I give an example. So, like, when I when I was starting, I didn't do any crowd work. Right. Well, I mean, it's not true. I, I started crowd work early. But I used to watch Eugene be so fluid with it and so relaxed with it that I, like I'm I'm driven by hate, I'm a hater, yeah, right mm-hmm. at heart. Mm-hmm. So I would watch Eugene and I'd be like, son of a bitch! <laughs> like he's yeah. just up there making shit up off the top of his head, and I'm again I'm working so hard to write this complex material. Then I took a year during like sort of the lockdown and dove headfirst into crowd work. And then coming out of the lockdown now, I'm one of the best comics I know at crowd work at this point. Not famous ones. I'm talking about like, you know, yeah, you're locally. Very, you're no Eugene, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but. But now, even though that's not really my style, 
I now have that really strong tool in my tool belt and I use it to get myself out of trouble a lot. So the next thing, what I'm kind of doing now is I've been I've been obsessing over I've said this before I've been obsessing over Ali Sadiq's storytelling style. I still yeah. watch it. Yeah, and um, oh, you have to, you That's have good. to. Yeah, he's um, very good. And I say I'm gonna watch it, and I'm gonna go home and watch The Walking Dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that still going on? So <laughs> it just ended, but I've been re- I started rewatching. I'm I was I started with like I'm gonna watch the the pilot because it's it was really good and then I didn't stop. Mm. <laughs> I stopped in season five and yeah. I need to catch up. It's maybe good. Eventually I don't know. I mean, you're right. <laughs> you season, don't need to. season did you say season nine is season when nine season is, nine is killer. That's when it that's when so it I picked four, back up. I gotta go that's through, through four more seasons. Go seasons. <laughs> season, <laughs> season eight was rough in the beginning but then it picked up. Well that's why I was season we're doing a walking dead Sorry. podcast. <laughs> 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 the end of season eight <laughs> into season nine is yeah, the, yeah, it's yeah. the second wind of that show. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah, and it kinda up. peters out at the end. <laughs> but do, anyway. you, do you know why I just let that happen just now? Why? Earlier today uh, I listened to there's these old Opie and Anthony clips. Uh-huh. But there's one, and the funniest thing to me is that Esther Koo is there for this. Ah. It's the funniest thing. There's an, I'll send it to both of you if you haven't heard it. Jim, so after Anthony's off the show, Jim and Opie continued the show mm-hmm. yeah. until it kind of fell apart. There's a 45-minute clip of Jim and Opie having the most awkward on-air argument like oh. it was like an end of their friendship type of <laughs> argument for forty five minutes <laughs> about what and just about how Opie is like insecure yeah. and yeah. he the way that he would run the show and like if yeah. if something was happening that he wasn't a part of he would interrupt the conversation and ruin the flow of the show just to get himself back into the conversation and then you guys were having this. Stupid ass Walking Dead conversation, and I wanted to interrupt, but I was like, I can't be that guy because everybody hates that guy. I know, I'm just saying. I was like, Are we talking about Walking Dead right now? But I'm like, Don't be that guy (laughs) that Jim Norton hates 15 years into his career. Yeah, let's let's talk about Game of Thrones. (laughs) But what makes it the greatest clip in the world? And if you guys have not seen this, please look up. I think it's it's just it's just Jim Norton and Opie argument, and then look up Esther. Mm-hmm. Because have you met Esther Koo? Yeah, I have. she's so weird and hilarious. Yeah. Like her, have you heard her laugh? Yeah, it's the craziest thing to be on stage, and you 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 can tell she's either laughing or not laughing. She doesn't like me that much because I've only made her laugh a few times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but when she laughs, you can hear from way in the back of the room. <laughs> it's the weirdest fucking thing in the world. Just, yeah, yeah. But imagine. Eugene must have been on stage. <laughs> no, Eugene has never gotten in a car that can get you to Miami. So sure, no, yeah. he's never been down there. <laughs> oh, but shots fired. <laughs> but he, but she, she's there as like the comedian guest on the show, mm-hmm. while Jim Norton yeah, and Opie yeah, get into awesome. this. 45 minutes straight argument. <laughs> and every 10 minutes, she would just be like, can, 
can we all just get along? Like, she was the guest, and she was just trapped in the studio. Well, that'd be like if me and Jimmy had, like, a we hate each other and yeah. have hated each other for the last 10 minutes argument, and then yeah. just left you to sit there next yeah. to a microphone. I, I was <laughs> flash-forwarding to 20 minutes from now when this is happening, <laughs> <laughs> and you and I are just like... But, uh, but in that situation, if I was, like, sitting there, I'm like, this is Good radio. Yeah. Like, this, is, this is bigger than me. Yeah. It was yeah. so good. Uh, here, I'll facilitate the argument. Bill Cosby. <laughs> Bill Cosby. <laughs> just, joking, just joking. Just joking. Yeah, what are your opinions on Bill <laughs> no, Cosby? Don't do this. Don't do this. <laughs> um, just real quick before we get off zombies. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the Last of Us is supposed to be really good. I watched it a lot. Did time. you? Yeah, good? It was good, yeah. I, I, zombies? Okay. That's zombies, right? Yeah, it yeah. was really good. I kind of, I kind of started falling asleep at the end, but not because it was bad. I was, just, it was it's watching it at like two in the morning. It's a TV it's show. A TV, but the first episode's an hour, the last twenty-two of us? minutes. Yeah, okay. it's it's based on a PlayStation video game okay. that is like one of the oh. best, best stories of all time huh. for a video game. Right. And yeah. then they adapted it into the TV show, and the TV show is, it's like it looks so good. Do you have a PlayStation Five? Mm-hmm. Do you have a PlayStation Four? Mm, I yeah I think so but I think it blew up oh okay because I, I gave I was it to, ask to borrow it I gave it to my kid and she uh, she blew it up I think uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah. if if it works I'll let you borrow it really? I have a controller and everything really yeah. yeah okay cool oh shit forgot we're on a podcast like all right y'all shut the fuck up you know, it's really interesting uh, me talking about how I want to borrow uh, Brian's PlayStation Four <laughs> so, <laughs> no but, uh, we're gonna do. But yeah, so uh, how do we get out of the zombie talk? Uh, and, just stop uh, talking about it. Shaun of the Dead is. No, Twenty Eight Days Later is the best one. So, all right. So I, I'm gonna be doing. <laughs> I'm gonna invite you back cool. to also do our uh, our women in comedy episode because uh, I, I want to so do. So just me. No, no. Yeah, well, so, all right. So <laughs> pretty much. So there's, <laughs> there's the first piece of the commentary because what. What I want to do is I also want to have an episode where I have all a panel of women mm-hmm. and we talk about like what it's like to be a woman yeah. in the comedy scene. What is it like being a woman? It's, That's where I was going. That's awesome. a long time. <laughs> That's a long yeah. story to go over. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <It's a podcast. laughs> no, so, so is it as, so one of the, because just for me, mm-hmm. my observation and listen to me mansplaining being a woman in comedy no, to I'm a listening. woman. I'm listening. I'm used to it. Is, <laughs> <laughs> is like, this is I, what women do wrong. Right? Yeah, this <laughs> is what women do wrong. Okay? That's right. But I, 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 again, just not thinking about it, like, just having having a wife has now made me think about things in different, you mm-hmm. know, perspective. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about, like, oh, wow, if I was in her position, what would this be like? Yeah. And we spend a lot of time walking out of bars and comedy clubs and stuff at 11.30 at night and then walking to your car yeah. in a parking lot after having been on stage in, bun of a, in front of a bunch of weirdos who want to talk to you outside. <laughs> and let's be real, the comics are also the weirdos that want to talk to you outside. Yeah. And, like, I'm a six-foot, 300-pound black man, so my experience of that is probably very different mm-hmm. From a woman's experience of that. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> I think yeah, I. Yeah, sh- question. <laughs> yeah. I should, like, you mean, like, walk into my car, stuff like that afterwards. Like, sometimes I can get, depending on who I interact with that night and what they were like. But 
I think I feel a little bit safer because it's like everyone knows everyone. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, I doubt like one of these comedians is going to try to do anything to me on the way to the car. Like, Mm. (laughs) that'd be like a really dumb move for you to do after an open mic. Everyone's pretty cool in Orlando. And then I usually try to park close, whatever. But yeah, Mm. I do. There are some guys who will come up to me afterwards, like especially if I make a sexual joke on Mm. stage. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I feel like it gives certain people the like they feel and i and i i get it and i don't get it because i'm just like okay i did say something on stage yeah you're kind of asking for it yeah yeah, like like, and it's just like they'll try to like talk about that with me but like say things like oh you you know you're really like this or oh that's the kind of girl that you are and i was just like i'm just telling jokes like I didn't give you an invitation to ask me about my sex life. <laughs> like, well, e- even as a dude, like sometimes you'll get drunk guys that come up and they just grab oh your shoulder God, and just breathe their hot drunk breath uh, in your uh, face. Uh, and you're so funny. Yeah. And I that can the imagine. Guy from beach side? Yeah, yeah. I can, <laughs> I can imagine what that's like for y'all because yeah. then it's like you have some random weirdo touching you mm-hmm. and breathing all over you, and yeah. then. And then you're also in a vulnerable position where we are not, you know, like mm-hmm. I'll fuck up a drunk person real quick. <laughs> oh, but, but so I, I get that, yeah. like that, mm-hmm. I, that would scare me. If there was somebody like Chris that came up and grabbed my shoulder and was like, <laughs> hey, buddy, you're hilarious, you know, yeah. I was like, oh. <laughs> so. I don't know. Yeah, I literally had a guy come up to me after a set because, like, I'll say, oh, I'm single. And he comes up to me. He's like, oh, I heard you said you were single. I'm single. And I'm just like, oh, nice. that's not, that's not how that works, sir. Wait, where did the face? Hold on. <laughs> was he polite about it? He was He was fine, but I was okay. just like. <laughs> but, like, do you really want guys that you potentially are going to date to see you doing comedy? You know no. what I'm saying? Yeah, like, no. most, most girls are, like, kind of vulnerable on stage, at least a little bit, and, mm-hmm. like, letting the, a little bit of their just, like, well, I'm going to say whatever I'm going to say to make people laugh, yeah. go. And so, like, you're not always, like, setting yourself up in a flattering way. Exactly. And, and guys are the same way, but yeah. I'm saying specifically. So meeting somebody after that, yeah. then they're, they're just thinking, like, you're this... Thing that you're talking about on stage or something like that. Yeah, I'm so. like I'm not that person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I am a little bit, but I'm not yeah. like mm-hmm. yeah. I'm not as raunch. Like I'll be a little bit more raunchy on stage than I am in real life. Like yeah. I'm really, you know, protective of my personal information and my life and what I do. Yeah. So it's like filtered on stage in a certain way. Yeah. But you does, does your family know what you do? Yeah, they do. <laughs> so they, they know you're an OnlyFans guy. She's not a stripper. I mean, it was it was a little scary. to. T- I think I told my sister when I did the class, and she was the only one who even knew about it for a while. And then eventually I was like, I guess I need to tell my mom. Have they, have they seen you at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I did a show at Fatfish Blue and mm. had my whole family come out. I was just like, let mm. me just rip the band-aid off. Yeah. Because by the time then, I had enough clean material, like clean-ish material to yeah. where I was just like, yeah. you know, I can do it in front of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're not going to do your grandma some disservice if she sees yeah. you. <laughs> like, <laughs> let me talk about all the guys I've been with. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and just get rid of that material right away. You're pretty clean, Ash. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 sometimes I feel maybe I'm like in my head, but sometimes I feel like I'm dirty. Um, yeah. Like I don't curse a lot, but I do have. I do talk about sex and being yeah. single a lot, but it's like I don't. I'm not like raunchy with it. I just insinuate certain things. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I just almost broke this? my phone because it went off. And you know the frustrating thing is I I turned on Do Not Disturb. <laughs> it doesn't work. 
Anyway. I, I hate the concept of do not disturb, by the way. My wife, I, I made my wife, you know, like when you have do not disturb, you can put certain numbers, mm-hmm. like, to where it'll go through anyway if yeah, that yeah. person calls you. Yeah. I had, I was like, you will put my number. Because... How arrogant of an asshole do you have to be to think that you're deserving of a do not disturb me yeah. like thing in your life? Mm-hmm. Like, what well, if your I best friend is in a ditch somewhere and you're mm-hmm. like, no, well, I'm taking can, my nap? Yeah. Can, <laughs> who the fuck do you think you are? They can send notify anyway. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but I don't know. I mean, people survived without cell phones for hundreds, if not Thousands. Yeah, people survive without cars. That doesn't mean you ride around on a horse. Like it doesn't. It's true. <laughs> like, <laughs> my phone's always on off. Like like my like if you call me like if unless I'm looking at my phone when you mm-hmm. call me I won't get it. Oh, so like if like if Duncan were to call you, you'd immediately pick it up the way he did. Well, like he... unless if Jimmy <laughs> called me first, I wouldn't pick it up. But then if Duncan called me, he would. Have the said, no. funniest thing in the world, all right, yeah. to me, the funniest thing in the world was because <laughs> we were we we went out to eat after like a podcast that we done Saturday, and <laughs> I was doing a show with Duncan that night. So I said, "Hey, Jimmy." Can you call Duncan? Because I didn't have my phone on. I was like, Jimmy, can you? Well, I just bitched about people not having their phone, yeah. and I left my phone. <laughs> but I was like, hey, Jimmy, can you call Duncan for me? And I just need to know what time the show is and make sure I get there on time. He calls Duncan, and it's ring and ring and ring and ring and ring, nothing. So I was like, all right, let's see if Duncan hates Jimmy. <laughs> Brian, can you call Duncan? And I swear he hit call, and it was like, click, hello? It was immediate. That was like he picked it up, looked at me, and then hung up. <laughs> so I don't know if that was any indication. Well, he texted me right away and said, I can't talk right now. Can I call you in a minute? No, when I, yeah. but when I saw him for the show, he was like, no, he was in the middle of setting up the sound, and he yeah. does the sound with his phone. So yeah. he was like trying to ignore both of you. It's just that he accidentally picked yeah. up Brian. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but in the moment, it was the funny <laughs> It rang like 15 well, Chris, times when Jimmy was calling. Chris then, said it right before it happened. Yeah. It would be hilarious if he picks up first time with Brian. Yeah. And then that's exactly As soon as he called, immediately Duncan's face is on the screen. Yeah. Wait, you're video calling it? Yeah, we were yeah, video calling I would never. I couldn't. If anybody video call me, though. Well, it's an, it's an aggressive move. But yeah. That's <laughs> I had a dude do that to me one time. Mm-hmm. Like, I met a dude, and then I, like, gave him my number, but I didn't really have much interest. Mm. And then, like couple days later he just like video called me out of nowhere and I'm just like bro like I don't even know you you just got a fire behind (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's no reason to video call Um, somebody you just met unless he's mid masturbation oh my god that's inappropriate (laughs) (laughs) way to weird the room out (laughs) so all right, so when I said walking out to your car, mm-hmm. you made a, there was something that made me think that wasn't your main concern. What was your main, like, thing? Um, I don't know what my main... I don't think I really have a main concern. It's just, like, you know, like, if I say stuff, like, certain sexual stuff on stage, like, mm-hmm. people trying to, like, have that conversation with me off stage, And I was like, I don't want to talk about sex with you off stage. Like, mm-hmm. I said what I said on stage, and that's the end of Leave it. Leave me like, alone, yeah. You know, like... <laughs> Because that, that can make me a little bit uncomfortable sometimes, depending on who it is, too. Because, you know, you can do things in joke. And, like, if I know you and we're friends, then mm-hmm. the conversation is different. But yeah. there are some people who just feel like, oh, we're all comedians, so we're all friends. I was like, we're not. Like, I just met you. Like, yeah. And they don't yeah. know the boundary of mm-hmm. that. So, um, But, no, I think it's it's been 
I mean, it's it's it would be nice to have more female comedians around just for like writing purposes because I feel like I wanted like a different view on what it's like because I men and women we write comedy differently and we mm-hmm. have very different sense of humors I mm-hmm. feel like because they always say like you know there's this trope like women aren't funny women are funny but what I think it is is that women just have a different sense of humor mm-hmm. that as general like as a society hasn't been exposed to it like we've been exposed to initially it was like white male humor for a very long time then oh, that's my favorite then, <laughs> <laughs> then we sprinkled in a little bit of black male humor so it's like society as a whole has been like conditioned to think those things are funny uh-huh. but there are things that women think are funny among ourselves mm-hmm. that the world hasn't seen yet so they're just not used to that kind of humor and it takes i think it's just taking time for people to realize that and we just haven't been in it as long so yeah and there's just not a lot of female comics there's plenty of like there's a lot of funny women and a lot of women that you know most funny women don't do comedy it's just a small amount of yeah. women that do comedy i mean mm-hmm. our open mic that we do on sunday it's fucking 25 <laughs> dudes yep <laughs> yeah. and is there another female comedian in melbourne nope uh, there's Heather Hill, who's funny. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. she's local. Yeah. yeah. But she's like nine. She's been doing it around what for a long time. What about that girl that came out and met Adam? And like, you remember one? Uh, she Shira. Shira. Yeah. She she's she's local, but she hasn't been up in a while, or at least that I've seen. Okay. No, she hasn't done yeah. it in a long time. Yeah. Or like yeah. active. So it used to be yeah. Shira, and then uh, Paige. Paige, <laughs> and then uh, Nikki Dibbler. Nikki Dibbler. Not Nikki mm-hmm. Dibbler. Um her name olivia olivia yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. lauren lauren and then megan yeah uh, damn everybody left you. everybody left before you started yeah but yep. no yeah. there's not there's no woman comics other than heather hill in yeah. melbourne i don't even know heather hill yeah, yeah she's you you i think you she's, she's been older, in the room she has blonde hair she's uh i Oh yes, she's pretty funny though. Yeah, yeah I think I've seen. Yes, that's her yeah. name. Yeah, no, she's great. Yeah, she got yeah, sort of like I've a, spoken to her a few times. <laughs> I just never knew her name. No, like, yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. She got sort of like a Roseanne type vibe. Not you know like where mm-hmm. she's. She, um, she, I, I'm trying to think about how to say this. She's, she's talking about her life in a in a way that like you can tell the jokes are very personal to what she's saying, yeah. and that's okay. funny. You know, like yeah. she's talking about her husband or whatever. Yeah. So. Okay. I had this joke about how, like, people think that, you know, women aren't funny. But I'm like, you know, we just allowed y'all to start talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like, true. a couple hundred years ago. <laughs> like, we men have had houses 30 years yeah, ago. Yeah, like, <laughs> men have had a 2,000-year head start on, like, telling jokes. So, like, mm-hmm. give, them, give them some give time, some time to, to get, get into the groove of it. <laughs> no, thank you. I want results now. <laughs> Um, no, but it's. it's well, a, who are some of your inspirations? Yeah. Like um, in comedy. In comedy, um, like when I was a kid, uh, you know, Fozzie the Bear. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> but for real, no, I used to love his like when I was. But no, like um, Chris Rock was one of right. my first like mm-hmm. as a kid, and I have this story about when um, me and my sister used to share a room, and my sister we were up late. My sister would obviously stay up later because she's nine years older than me. Mm-hmm. So she'd always stay up watching TV, but I was supposed to be sleeping. 
and she'd watch like a lot of like Comic View and BET at night and different stand-ups and I remember watching Chris Rock um I don't remember which one it was but I remember the joke it was a joke about the bullets and going to you know they should increase the five thousand dollars <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. bigger and blacker I think yeah, yeah I think yeah, that's yeah, yeah. the one it was and that was the joke and I just immediately started cracking up laughing <laughs> <laughs> and then my mom came in the room like she was mad she's like why are you making her watch this filthy stuff like but I just remember just loving listening to that stuff and I used to obsessively watch like Comedy Central like presents mm-hmm, whenever mm-hmm. they have the marathons like oh, yeah. all the time Me so. Too. But yeah, I started on Chris Rock. Um, a lot of you know, Bruce Bruce was also one of my favorites from Comic View. Um, mm-hmm. I always try to every time he's at any of the improvs, I always see, try to see him every year oh, when yeah. he comes out. Um, and then of course, like I love Dave Chappelle. Who's that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I never heard of that guy. <laughs> um, Neil Brennan is another one. Mm. I've been watching. Have you watched his new one? Oh God, Blocks? It's so good. It was yeah. good. I watched it a few yeah. times. Yeah. I heard he's starting a podcast too with the same yeah. name, Blocks. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I think I think it already started. Is I it? Okay, say. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know he's gonna have huge guests on, man. Yeah. I mean, Neil's like he's plugged into that TV scene yeah. too. So, but he's uh, I think it, what I find exciting about two people, um, Neil Brennan and then Hassan Minaj. Mm-hmm. I love him too. Yeah, they're they're doing something different. Every time they do a special, mm-hmm. it's visually very different yes. than anything you've like. Yeah. I like that. There's this new. I mean, not that stand-up has become stagnant or whatever, mm-hmm. but people are starting to try some new shit. Yeah. Like, like Neil had, what, three mics? The three yeah, mics was, one. Yeah, I like that, that one. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Blocks one was just, again, mm-hmm. just the interesting concept about how he would talk about a subject, mm-hmm. and there'd be something that physically represents that subject, and he was moving the blocks around while he was talking mm-hmm. about it. I need, to ch- I need to watch that. I haven't, I haven't seen yeah. it yet. I started uh, Santino's last night. Yeah. Cheeseburger or whatever. Oh, that one's yeah. good too. I, yeah. I, I haven't finished. I just got through like 10 minutes of it. Um, Hassan, Hassan Minaj's first like big one, it was the first time I'd seen anyone just use a projector screen Mm-hmm. And just do like a slideshow yeah, in the middle was... of it special, but it was so well timed. It didn't feel choppy like yeah. normally when people or gimmicky. Yeah, either. exactly. Like was... Yeah, and then his second one, he did the same thing, but it was in like some sort of Greek pool of water looking mm-hmm. marble. It was yeah. really weird. Yeah. But they're doing like there's a new batch of people, and then now you know Andrew Schultz. Did yeah. an actual crowd work special where the whole special yeah. was just they set up multiple cameras, different yeah. angles. So it's like now people are starting to not not just write new material; they're starting to play with the actual fabric of mm-hmm. and the what stand up and is. the stage design too. Like yeah. like uh, Ari Shafir's Jew, like that mm-hmm. special was so cool looking with the just the elaborate candle situation he had yeah. going on behind him. I, no. I, I don't know. It's like all. I don't know. It was it was lit really nice. Like I, I don't know. Yeah. I I like that kind of stuff too. Like I'm yeah. I'm looking at all of it, you know. Yeah. So I like hearing that Neil did something different mm-hmm. too. Have you seen um uh Gerard Carmichael's um Rothaniel? Uh-huh. Yeah. You have again, visually one thing about Gerard Carmichael is and he just got into a bunch of <laughs> Yeah, People so really shitted on him hosting the I didn't uh, mind, Golden Globes. I didn't mind what he did, but I don't know. Like, what did he do? Bombed, basically. Oh, yeah. They but, said he bombed, but I thought what he was saying was interesting. It was like, look. Did he go too hard on the establishment or something? Not the establishment. It was like a, he did a lot of race stuff, which mm-hmm. I understand given the context. 
but it's like you also have to not I think the what makes someone like a Chris Rock so masterful is that and Dave Chappelle does exactly the same thing mm-hmm. maybe even better than Chris but to be able to take the subject of race and say harsh truths in a way that are so clever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that you, it, even as a white person, your response must be like, damn it, he got us. <laughs> like, I can't yeah. even be mad at it, yeah. right? What Gerard got up there and was very just preachy mm-hmm. and was just like, well, I mean, you white people. He yeah. wanted to make, he was like, I yeah. have this stage. I want to make this point. I'm not, maybe he didn't care about being funny. He wanted yeah. to do it for the culture. Like, yeah. But then yeah. it's like, you haven't. Chris is very anti-culture. <laughs> no, I just, I just feel like. Uh, I've noticed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just feel like Gerard hasn't earned that. Like, I don't, I feel like he hasn't. That is true. Like, I think you have to get to a certain point in yeah. stand-up where you can start preaching about stuff. Like, Dave yeah. Chappelle didn't start doing any of that till he was years Way and he went through career. everything. That he George came back. Floyd, what, eight, eight minutes yeah. special was like the yeah. first yeah. kind of start of that. And yeah. Then, that was great. But his stuff since then has been... Hated it. Although <laughs> <laughs> well, no, he did it in the specials before. The his... Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, but it, yeah. it wasn't... George Floyd died of a fentanyl overdose. Thanks, Donnie. But, yeah, it's... A, a, but I, I will give him this, because I, I made a post about it when I saw it. Again, he's one of those people where... He, his first special was like this, too. It's filmed beautifully. It's not just like, and maybe <laughs> maybe it's because he's gay. While like it's so like, I mean, even like just like when you watch Rothaniel, which is the one where he comes out, mm-hmm. it's like <clears throat> normally comedy specials. I actually read an article about this about how comedy specials. They're normally huge pageantry. Like they get as big a theater as they can. There's big lights. You know, mm-hmm. Kevin Hart has fucking fire shooting yeah. out of the stage and he's hopping up and down with glitter on his ass and whatever he's yeah, doing, right? Yeah. But this one was a smaller, intimate venue. Small. They let the room be pitch black mm-hmm. and just a spotlight on him. Yeah. And he's sitting down and something about even, like, he's wearing, like, a red, like, silk shirt or whatever, okay. and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> and but, but I mean, but like so, and like it's he's like he's wearing this red silk shirt and black pants, and he's sitting yeah. there with his with like his legs crossed and his hands are like this, mm-hmm. yeah, and like okay. the shirt's open, and he's this dark skinned black man, just like the color tones mm-hmm. and the how intimate the camera angles were right in directly on his face, mm-hmm. and it opens on like a dark snowy night. I'm assuming it's in New York. But it's like snowing, and the camera's outside of the building, and it just slowly comes toward the door, and then it just comes in on him on stage, and it's dark. Oh, uh, it's beautifully filmed. Directed it. Really? Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. I did hear that. He's yeah. uh, he's so artistic. Love, yeah, he's on the yeah. one. He's like. Yeah, awesome. And the, I would have never expected that from Bo Burnham when you first saw him. You know, he was coming oh, out and doing his, his room, me- yeah. Well, no, no, like when you first saw him, like getting out on stage. Oh, right. Because mm-hmm. he did the YouTube thing for a while, and then. Well, he was like performing because, like, he but, had like little things he did, like, yeah, lights. And, I, I mean, I always thought he was funny, you know, but he, I mean, he was just kind of getting up and doing his music stuff. Yeah. You know? Sorry, mm-hmm. I didn't mean to pivot from. No, 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 no. pivot yeah. away. Yeah, but it was it was just it's one of the. 
few stand-up specials where you watch it and you're like, and then he's so, again, this is one of those things where I see a comic do something and I want to figure out how to capture it. Right, still. Yeah, (laughs) But Gerard is so brilliant in how he uses silence. In that Mm. special in particular, he would stop, he would say something poignant and stop. Yeah. And it would feel like forever that he would just let it stay silent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But letting the audience really digest Take it in. what he was saying. And then at one point, he, he let it be... So this was after, in the special, after he comes out, right? Yeah. And what was really cool about that special also was, if you if you paid... Because I watched it a bunch of times. He starts off... I don't know how to say this correctly, like the politically correct way. But he starts off in, in sort of a more masculine tone. Right. And then yeah. he comes out, mm-hmm. and then he gets gayer as yeah. the special goes on. Yeah. And the end, you're like, how do we not know he was gay? Yeah. Like, because like his mannerisms got mm-hmm. gayer, like the way yeah, he was yeah. talking, he just let it. I think it did it's like I can yeah. be myself I was, now. I was yeah. gonna say, if you were interested in capturing like his, you should just come out as gay on your yeah, own. Yeah, 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 just start sucking dick. Yeah. That's the, um, you capture that magic real quick. <laughs> my career would blow up real fast. Yeah, that's like true. that's. Oh, yeah, they got all the dicks you can suck to get on stage. <laughs> You'd have a Netflix special in like that's right. six months. Um, oh, fuck, yeah. Oh, Did you do the orgasm, dude? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, that was yeah. me. Uh, I was thinking I, I had something good to say, and then I started thinking then about gone. sucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> it is distracting. Yeah. Um, another one I really admire is Gary Goldman. Oh, he's, he's one so of good. like he is kind of like not that I want to be like him, but he's a storyteller I aspire mm-hmm. to be like mm-hmm. because he can literally take the most mundane. <laughs> what the fuck, Jimmy? I don't Stop. know. <laughs> Just put, it's an iPhone, right? This yeah, dude so never I put his phone it. on like silent before. I have it on silent. I have it on do not disturb. You realize it's every time the woman's talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His phone is just That's like, just me calling him. Yeah. <laughs> it's a shirt for the this fuck bitch is like, talking yeah. again. Like, yeah, yeah. Even his phone is sexist. He has me on do not disturb. Or on uh, I'm okay to come through. So. Um, it said on know, do disturb women. Yeah. Gary uh, Gary Goldman is, is killer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has just this ability to just take the most mundane story and just make it so hilarious. Like, I think, he, like, there's one where he just does, like, a whole thing about, he makes up a story about how they named the states and abbreviated yeah. the states. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, just this made-up story about <laughs> a move. So like, what good. if it was a documentary <laughs> and it's just the most hilarious thing? Yeah. Or, like, cookies. See, the, the whole, like, five, I don't even know how long the bit was <laughs> oh, yeah. about cookies. And it was, Oreo I'm dying. <laughs> Over yeah. cookies. Yeah. Uh, that state, how they name the states bit mm-hmm. is so good because, like, he tells it as if it's true. And yeah. I, I heard him talking about the bit that he, so he had just a bit about, like, naming states. Mm-hmm. Just abbreviating states. Yeah, abbreviating states. He just had a little, like, 45-second joke about it. And then he didn't know what to do with it. And he... So he just didn't do anything with it for a long time. Mm -hmm. And then he came back to it. And he's like, oh, if I tell it, like, if it's a documentary. Yeah. And then once he started doing that, he, like, because you know how he goes out on tangents about, like, the omelet bar? Yes. Yeah, and that's what I love. He does the tangents so well. Yeah, and then he comes (laughs) back to it so well. Like, he... He's the a master at that. Yeah, oh 
Yeah, I he's so good. Him. He's one of my favorites. And mm-hmm. I'm so excited just thinking about it. Like, yeah, just, like, it's so good. <laughs> and he works so hard on that because. Mm-hmm. But uh, we've talked about this on other episodes. But do you ever read his comedy tips? No, I, I, I need to. So yeah, good. At, like talk about like. Uh, absolutely priceless uh, information. Mm-hmm. Like it's like he has three hundred. He did it. He did a tip every single day for three hundred and sixty-five days. Yeah, and they're all just gold. Yeah, Gary Gold. I, I use it a lot. Like uh, Jimmy introduced it to Rudy. Rudy introduced it to me. Mm-hmm. And when I was first starting to write, I would read like five or ten of those as yeah. just like inspiration to get myself in mm-hmm. that. It tells frame. you what to do sometimes. Yeah, like if you're stuck, just I just bust it out. I'm like, oh. Rewrite a joke. Think of another punchline. Yeah. Uh, take a joke that's working and eliminate uh, words that you don't need. Like, I did that today on a joke that I was going to, like, that I wasn't telling anymore. And then I realized, holy shit, I can literally cut this joke in half mm-hmm. and it will be just as good. Yeah. I mm-hmm. hope. I'm going to yeah. find out. Well, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, it's just gold. I want to try that thing that Dave Chappelle does. Or, well, he says he does. Where he writes the punchline first. I'm trying not to. I have a bunch of stuff <laughs> just written. I haven't done it yet, but yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. I mean, the, the 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 premise is the hardest thing for me to think of. I mean, mm-hmm. because like, if you don't have a good premise, no one's going to give a living fuck about the punchline. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like, that's when I know it's gold, even if mm-hmm. I don't have a punchline. Sometimes I'll say a setup. And they'll laugh at the, yeah, setup laugh at the setup because they're, I think part of it's they're anticipating mm-hmm. what the joke's going to be uh-huh. and they yeah. like it. They're into it. So yeah. like if I, or you just look at the, that's why you got to start looking at the crowd. Yeah. I'm not telling you what to do. <laughs> but like you'll see their eyes, you, you'll talk about something and then you'll see that, you'll see that they're like paying, all paying attention to it. Yeah. And waiting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then it's like, okay, I got their attention. Now I just need a fucking punchline mm-hmm. <laughs> uh so if you do it the oh, other man. way yeah. <laughs> uh <laughs> you do it the other way that's interesting mm-hmm. because okay so you have a punchline but it's kind of cool because it kind of uh makes you okay how do i how get do to I make this? this yeah it's like writing a book backwards mm-hmm. mm-hmm. kind of cool mm-hmm. so you just have like a a bunch of punchlines right now yeah but i haven't written jokes for them yet yeah. <laughs> well, you you know that's a start. Yeah. But that is because yeah, because of the Dave Chappelle thing, like you said. Mm-hmm. You think he actually does that? Oh yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Because I think at that level you get bored mm-hmm. of just you know yeah. continuing you have to, challenge to do. Yourself. But you yeah. guys have never said something like conversationally where you're like, you know, like you got a big laugh and then you walk away and you go, "That's a punchline," and then take that. I've and done. Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. When I tweet, like mm-hmm. some of my tweets end up being jokes. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Because I'm not I, in groups. I'm not a big talker, so I've never. Yeah. yeah. I'm not yeah. usually the funny one in the group, yeah. so yeah, I've never said quiet. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> usually, the only thing you say to me is "see ya." <laughs> I just don't want to say anything stupid. I'm just like, you know, what? I'm just gonna shut up. That's, that's uh, never happened to you though. Like you were like, no, because oh. my my writing. So I speaking to what you did. Mm-hmm. I went back through Facebook posts because mm-hmm. I've I've reached a weird point where. <coughs> oh, excuse me. That's okay. I feel like <laughs> we'll clip that out. Bless yeah. you. <laughs> but I'm at a weird point where like I have this weird panicked fear that. Like, every once in a while, I get this panic 
that I'll never write another good joke ever again. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. That, like, <laughs> there's just, like, a well. Like, I like I had a well and of hilarious stuff, mm-hmm. and I've hit the cap of it. You want to know why? Why? I'm going to tell you. Uh, you don't do enough open mics. Oh, that's true. So, you're... D- well, <laughs> I just like to tell them what's doing wrong. Um, you're doing, like, shows, mm-hmm. but you have to be on for those shows. Yeah. So, and then what you're doing when you're not going into the jokes at work, mm-hmm. this is only what I've seen. Yeah. You're doing crowd work, which is great. Yeah. Uh, you're killer at crowd work. So, I think maybe that's just it. Obviously, you can write another killer joke, and you're yeah. going to, mm-hmm. but... um. Maybe just sprinkle in some new ones. Like what Devin said, mm-hmm. uh, his he puts it right in the middle, mm-hmm. just new shit. Mm-hmm. And then if it doesn't work, who gives a shit? Because you'll go, you know, you'll yeah. uh, sandwich it in. But so in terms of your in terms of your argument about not comparing yourself to other people too much, I will tell you this, that I have, I have a weird writing style. Mm-hmm. So my writing thing is I listen to music really, really loud. That's crazy. Late at night, and I turn all the lights off, oh. and I, I, tell you, I pace around in the dark. He's a and oh, stuff, I remember that. Wait, and stuff just comes to no, me, right? No words, right? What? Do, does your music, what kind of music? No, no, like music with lyrics. Wow. Like rap music, reggae music. That's wild. Um, but like really loud in pitch black darkness. That's crazy. And I just pace around the house in the dark. And things just start to come to me, and then, and then as soon as I have something, and the thing is, is I'll, like I'll come up with like a premise, yeah. and then it, it's such a weird. This is gonna make me sound like a psycho. I I literally there's there's a there's a there's a small dark comedy club in my head, and yeah. I pace back and forth at the same pace that I would if I was at the rhythm that I was telling the joke. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen, like, Duncan pointed this out to me, actually, about Chris Rock. If you watch Chris Rock on stage, he'll pace the stage mm-hmm. oh, yeah. the whole time he's telling the joke. And stop on the punchline. Stop on the punchline, yeah. exactly. You have to. Yeah. And what yeah. I'll do is I'll <laughs> kind of get the, so I'll get, like, a premise that I like, and then I'll, start because I think one of the reasons why this does sound fucking weird is that I don't like you know you're Brian you're saying like you come up with like a whole bunch of stuff yeah and then you get on stage and figure out what works and what doesn't yeah normal I'm at a place where normally by the time I say it on stage I already know it's gonna work but that's because I perform it for myself in my head over but by the time I even write it down on a piece of paper I've performed the joke to myself walking around my house alone in the middle of the night in the dark <laughs> multiple times. And if it doesn't make me laugh, I don't even write it down, huh. which is problematic because I'm sure there's a ton of stuff that maybe didn't make me laugh in that moment you could that I could have made it funny that doesn't even get to yeah. paper because I didn't have, like, usually I have a pretty much solid joke before I write anything down on a piece of paper. Um, but how do you know that the audience is going to find it funny? Even I can just tell. Like, even tell. like even the thing where, like, remember that time when I went up at, um, maybe I don't know, but I went up at Pineapples and I just stood on stage. Right, and shit I was, on your phone. Yeah, and read shit on my phone that day. Mm-hmm. That was 
Every single one of those jokes was the first time I said out loud every single one of those jokes. Yeah. And every single one of them worked the whole time. Yeah, Just because yeah, yeah. I'm the, I, I have a weird process where I tell the joke to myself. And did, that's how I... I did that Sunday. Like, I did the exact same thing. I wrote yeah. it, and I wrote a couple of jokes, and I was like, I just said them in my head over and over and over again. Because, like, I'm still new at this, new enough at this where I have a problem with, like, bringing things on stage with me to, like, look at material mm-hmm. or have, like, because my memorization is shit. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to, like, from here on out, no nothing on stage. Like, yeah. nothing, I don't, I'm Smart. trying to get good at, good at being a stand-up comic this year. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I feel like that's one of the things holding me back. So I just got to go out and die on stage a few yeah. times, you know? Yes. And, uh, and so, uh, but so yesterday I wrote four, four new jokes and I was yeah. like, okay, this is probably like four, three or four minutes. Mm-hmm. And I just went over and over and over and over in my head, joke, joke, joke. Like as soon as I got done with the last one, restart, keep going through it, yeah. you know? And, uh, out of those four jokes, like two of them were Yeah. Worthy, <laughs> maybe <laughs> you know. I got some chuckles. Well, you don't even know really at that level. That's, that's what I mean. Yeah. You know, I got some chuckles on these two, and then the last one I did, it made me go, "All right, I got to tighten this up some more." If I'm gonna keep telling, because it was a joke I rewrote, and if I'm gonna keep using that premise, then it needs to be tighter. Yeah. And instead, I just kind of was like, "Blah!" for like a minute on this joke, and it. It had, like, moments. I, I went back and watched it. It had, like, a couple of moments of laughter where, I was, mm-hmm. you know, so I need to isolate those and mm-hmm. get rid of the Last shit. Last night was weird because we had six audience members. Yeah. And I was watching them. Most people ate shit with the audience. Where were, mm-hmm. you, where were you at last night? Oh, not last night. You, oh, you mean, uh, oh, yeah. Sunday, yeah. No, I didn't night. see the audience react to anything. anything. Yeah, so... Wait, Sunday was last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I keep thinking it's Tuesday. Oh, you yeah. freaked me so, out first. I was like, is there a day bad. that I... My bad. <laughs> that would be bad. But, yeah, they weren't... Uh, we had six people, and they weren't digging anything. But then... <laughs> Zero. But, so the problem is, is that the comics were laughing. <laughs> but they were laughing at like if at anything was weird or if <laughs> there was a bomb or if like someone said something gross or yeah. fucked up or so it's like a lot of people are gonna come out of that mic from last night oh that joke's good that's why it's tell it, yeah uh, in front of a crowd and it's gonna eat it's absolutely so shit. dangerous judging your jokes based on what other comics there's say. one guy that laughs like I hate when comics like are in the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know who it is. I know but, who uh, it is. Oh, dude. Yeah. I only but, laugh uh, really hard when other people bomb. That's what makes me laugh yeah. really hard. <laughs> well, and it's funny. There was moments where I laughed last night because it's just open mics are fun. Yeah. <laughs> like, there was one guy uh, that told a joke or, you know, something, mm-hmm. and then he, there was no response from it, and out loud, he goes... Oh, <laughs> it's so funny because I mean I do that in my head, but yeah. it's just it so loud. awesome that he did it out loud. Because like that's every when something when something bombs, you do that in your head. You just go. Oh, we did, but he said it out loud, and it was fucking just. Oh, I forgot. It was so good. It was the best thing ever. I forgot there was actually a pretty good story from this past week. We, um, I did, uh, so that, that night when I left you guys to go do the show with Duncan, uh-huh. it was me, Duncan, and Eugene, just speaking of something bombing and it just being hilarious, we did an outdoor show. I hate outdoor oh, shows. Like, <laughs> but it was in the 40s. 
Oh yeah, it was like oh yeah, you guys are. It was freezing. like forty-five oh, that's degrees. Nuts. That's that absolutely day, ridiculous. Right? So like, that's it was, terrible. It was, why? It was it was insane. I don't know why they didn't move it inside. Was there people there? There was there was uh, yeah probably 30, 30, 30 people maybe. But what was funny was, it was it started at seven, so the sun had you know gone down maybe an hour ago, mm-hmm. and as I'm on stage. I just feel it getting colder yeah. and colder <laughs> and colder. Like my my hands were so cold that they were around the microphone. Right. But I couldn't feel, feel the microphone yeah. anymore. <laughs> so right. I just kinda held my hand there. You're giving the microphone the stranger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what was crazy was there was a there was a bonfire like on the other side of the like yard. So it, it's any distraction, like fighting TVs in a bar uh, is hard. Fighting a bonfire uh, when it's 40 years. something degrees and everybody yeah. wants to walk away from you and go to the bonfire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then Eugene goes up, I'm featuring, I go up and do like 25 minutes in, like I said, in the freezing cold in front of a bunch of white people in blankets. <laughs> and. After me, it's so cold that Duncan was like, let's do an intermission and let people go to the fire. (laughs) (laughs) That's always a good good indication of a show when it gets interrupted. So it was you and then a fire? Yeah, so it was, well, Eugene hosted, then me, and then Duncan's closing. Yeah. So in between (laughs) me and Duncan, he was like, let's just let everybody go to the fire and warm up and then come back. So you opened for a bonfire. Yeah. <laughs> or, but, but more importantly... The bonfire was the feature. Yeah, yeah, yeah was the, the bonfire feature. was the feature. Yeah. <laughs> so then we Eugene had to, like, I mean, Reset. beg people to come back. Yeah. I mean, because you imagine it's 40-something degrees, oh, and then everybody Jesus. walks away to a bonfire, and then you're yeah, asking them to back. leave the bonfire. Come back to so, the yeah. freezing cold. So we get a portion of the people to come back, and Duncan goes <laughs> up. You know how I do that? That I do that joke about how I look like the the three day weekend. Never heard it. And it's the other thing that's always <laughs> so, <laughs> the other thing that's so funny about this these outdoor like weird chaotic shows uh-huh. is like you know how most comics don't really give a shit about the other comic who's on stage. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So normally comics are in the back of the room, like. Yeah. Just fucking around or whatever yeah. while you're on stage. Mm-hmm. Duncan's performing, and me and Eugene are in like the background throwing footballs like back and forth. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> <laughs> it's because, yeah. it's, because the, it, it's one of those weird, it's those ba- dude, private shows are the weirdest yeah. thing in the world. <laughs> but at, well, I do that joke about how I look like the three day weekend, and that, even that joke bombed just right. because. Who was it for? Um, Where it was, was it? It was in Merritt Island in this beautiful house, big backyard, uh. um, a, a bunch of people out there. But um, I did that joke and it bombed because it was dark. They didn't even have a spotlight. So we did an outdoor show with no spotlight oh, at night. Jesus. It was like... So they couldn't see you. Yeah. yeah. They couldn't so see they Eugene couldn't at all. Joke. So me right. slightly <laughs> dunking a little bit. <laughs> but So I did that three-day weekend joke not realizing that I'm in the dark and right. it bombed. Mm-hmm. So just then, see your teeth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then Duncan goes up and he does. He tells this joke about me. He says I look like Kid Eight Play. And the only thing that she doesn't. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Kid yeah. And play. yeah. You never seen House Party? Oh yeah, yeah. The yeah, two yeah, dudes yeah. from House Party. Like, like, oh, the, yeah. the, 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 I can see that. Yeah. 
Kid 8 played So, <laughs> So, but it, the only thing that bombed harder than my three-day weekend joke was his kid, kid and play eight. joke. Yeah. And what was funny about it was there was a moment of silence. And again, me and Eugene are playing football, like in the back of the yard, and I just went, <laughs> just at the bottom. That's cold. Talk about cold. Yeah. But then, no, he did great once once everybody kind of got, you know, back together. But it was, yeah. I've never fought anything that hard in my life. Uh, just like, they're just hearing snap, crackle, popping mm. of the fire in the distance. Yeah. And they're all like, please, can we go to the fire? Yeah, yeah. How much time did Duncan have to do after? I think Duncan might have done like a half hour. Yeah, boy. I mean, but I mean, just in freezing mm. cold. I mean, I can't believe those people hung out. Like I can't long. either. It was, I mean, they were they were giving away hot chocolates. Like it was a whole. Like, <laughs> I, I those guys were funny as fuck that night. <laughs> I put them through all that shit. But I mean, it's so hard because you can't. I mean, I think we did pretty well. Um, but it's just a certain situations that mm-hmm. people will book shows, and the people booking you doesn't understand. Like, what the environment that you need to create for this comedy yeah. thing to work. And they put not only you, but the other comics in a... I've told this story before, but I'm going to tell you this story. Mm-hmm. I got booked to do a show in Miami. I drive down to Miami, and I get to the address. So it's, it's it's through a booking company. So they just give you your contact's name, phone number, and, and the address. I show up there. It's a public park. I'm like, all right, so what the hell is this? <laughs> so I call the number, and I go... Acoustics are terrible. <laughs> oh, acoustics are least. <laughs> so I, I called the number, and I was like, hey, I'm the comedian. They booked me to come do the show. Um, you know, where are you guys? Because the address I'm at is a public park. And he's like, oh, yeah, drive around to the back of the park, and you'll see... The, I don't remember the name, but you'll see signs for Camp Timmy. And I was like, Camp Timmy. okay, out of... Uh, <laughs> <That's what> <laughs> Out of curiosity, what what is Camp Timmy? And he's like, oh, so we're a nonprofit organization, and we put on summer camps for children with cancer. Oh. If you said like, special needs, I'd be like, that'd be that. too perfect. <laughs> yeah. Like, kids in so, wheelchairs, yeah. what? <laughs> so I go, oh, so this is like a fundraiser event. And he's like, no, it's the camp. It's the kids. So it's for kids. It's kids. Oh, okay. I get there. They didn't tell you it was four kids. No. You needed I get there. They booked me for a room full of children with cancer. Shut up. Swear to God. So you bust out all the cancer jokes. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm there and I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do? And the room has no stage and no microphone. So I was going to acapella (laughs) (laughs) perform. For, and I was I was getting paid for forty five minutes. Oh, I'm supposed to cover for. I think I told you the story. Before. Oh, we definitely heard it. Yeah, for forty five minutes, and I called the booker and I was like, "What happened?" And he was like, "Oh, they didn't tell me that." Well, I mean, you're good. You'll figure it out. And that was it. I, I figured it out. I did a bunch <laughs> of. Uh, long story short, I did a bunch of uh, crowd work, making fun of the camp counselors. Oh, okay. I thought so, you were making fun of the cancer. No, 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 no. <laughs> You bald bitch. Fucking <laughs> cancer. <laughs> so, Why I, are you so skinny? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I made so fun of the do? camp counselor. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you I do? slowly die. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. 
<laughs> but the, there was a really awkward moment where I had to. I went to one of the counselors and I was like, "Hey, listen, when you're a comic and you're telling jokes to kids, one of the ways that you sort of relate to kids is going, "Hey, man, when you grow up, such and such is going to happen." Right. Are these kids gonna get to grow up? Like, are they oh, terminal? Yeah. And he was like, "No, no, no, they're not terminal." I was like, "Okay, so I can say when you None grow of them up." None No, no, no. It's a no. It's you sound a, disappointed. No, no, no. <laughs> no, you just None don't go. Any of y'all been well, through make no, a wish yet? <laughs> How do you know that? If they have cancer, you could die. Well, yeah, I guess you could. Yeah, maybe but these aren't like, like, like yeah. stage one. Or yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know how cancer. He's like, no, no, no. You can tell in the future when you when you grow up jokes to these kids. I was like, okay. Well, you want to give them hope and yeah. you give them false hope. Kids are stupid. If you grow up, this is going to happen. <laughs> so we're adults now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That never goes away. Yeah. Oh, my God. Man, you're like Patch Adams up there. Yeah, it was a weird, it was a weird experience. What is, oh, this is a great question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What has been your worst show, like, period, so far? Worst show or Mike? What, whatever your whatever. worst experience all, all on stage, around, yeah, all stage, around. Yeah. What is the thing that you look back and go, Ugh. Um, I mean, Copper Rock is always <laughs> oh, <laughs> biggest <laughs> shit show yeah, I love ever. Copper but also, Copper Rocket was where I did my best crowd work one time. Like yeah. I was, I'm oh, so yeah. scared of crowd work, and mm-hmm. I tried it there one time, and I did well. So it's like you I have did. a bittersweet. <laughs> you remember at uh, Vape Florida, you did. Oh yeah, I did. You do did crowd, crowd, work, crowd there. work there. In fact, it was like. Um, you got some of the biggest laughs making fun of those uh, dumb, dumb... Yeah, the uh, standby me nerds. guys over... Yeah. <laughs> the standby me guys? It was guys? like four white guys, but yeah. they just look like older they versions like, of standby me, which is like those kids from standby. Overalls. <laughs> one Overalls. Of them, one of them had a dead body. And, <laughs> but, um, That's hilarious. I'm trying yeah. to think if there's anywhere worse. I mean, well, there's an outside venue, um, mm-hmm. and it's still going. I'm not going to say which one it is, but it's like... It's it the it's in a it's outside so it's like a back patio to a bar, mm-hmm. but it's like low fences and the road is right there. Mm-hmm. So it's like your sta- the stage is here and then there's like a little fence and then this is the road. Oh, wow. So it's like people are driving like if a cop comes by like anything and you're just there talking and it's just right. like somebody's revving their engine because yeah. you know it's Florida. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh yeah. You know where? <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> oh my god. Well, I was there on a windy day yeah. and shit was falling over. Oh no. And uh it was awful. And then there was um you know those like those like huge things where everyone has to pedal and they Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, oh yeah. Uh, that stopped right in front. <laughs> <laughs> and, and those talking. people are always laughing. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> And it was a comedy competition too, so like, yes. like I'm gonna win this one. <laughs> do you do you guys see, have you done comedy competitions? Yeah, 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 they're fun. You, you see merit. <laughs> that's what I was gonna ask. You see merit in those types of things? No, no. They're I mean, it's not. just it's another stage to perform on. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, like, because the thing is, like, there's no way to have a fair competition in comedy because it's like different styles different audiences like people do better in this audience versus that audience and it's like there's no literally like the audience could be this you could have the same exact audience and you could tell the same exact jokes but it's one day it will hit and one day it wouldn't Mm -hmm. wouldn't because just the mood of the people yeah Yeah, or anything like yeah this last oh no i was just gonna say also a lot of comedy competitions if they do it by round of applause, yeah, mm-hmm. it's always like some douche that brings a bunch of their friends. Yeah, that too. So like that happened. And to I me don't once. have friends. So. I like, <laughs> like 
I'm not trying to sound cocky or anything. Yeah, no. I have no friends either. But I, by far, I did the best. Yeah. And a dude that ate absolute yeah. shit. shit. Those are always fun. One. And it was like, oh, my God. Yeah. And it's funny because, like, they, I saw their, his friends, mm-hmm. his or her friends, and um, <laughs> they clap. They were clapping yeah. for me, but then they're but like, when he got there, they had and then to. Then like, they really. had to clap, yeah. and then oh man, he felt good about himself. I really wanted him to die. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, but yeah, I mean, you got to go into a comedy competition yeah. being like, yeah, that doesn't matter. If like, you, doesn't matter. If you I use it for like so, the, and I'm 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 not bitter or anything. This is not me shitting on anybody. But this past year's Florida's Funniest confirmed that I will never do a comedy contest ever again. Were you in it? Yeah. So I didn't make it past the first round. This year? This past year. Yeah, this year. Right? Wow. So I used it to get on stage at McCurdy's Mm -hmm. because I haven't been able to get on stage at McCurdy's. Um, So I got to at least perform in front of the owner of McCurdy's, which is like what I, you know, you spend 25 bucks to be able to perform in front of the owner of McCurdy's. Not Mm -hmm. not a bad deal. Uh Right? But just in terms of, um, it's all, because one of the things that I always find is if you look at the people who win contests Mm -hmm. and then you compare them to who gets actual work, Mm -hmm. they never match. Yeah. Right? And it's like, all right, so in this particular day, at that particular time, in front of this particular audience, with these particular people judging... This happened. Mm-hmm. That's not a determination of who's good and who's not. No, it's not. You know? So I used to do them and then get frustrated and be, like, bitter about it. And at this point, it's like, you know what? I'm no longer ever going to put myself in a position to be judged. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, in that way. Well, I, I had some guys last night that were like, Oh, Sk- Skankfest submissions just opened up. You sh- you should submit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? <laughs> Skankfest. Skankfest is like Big J Ogerson and like the oh, New York guys. They have like it, it's all over the U.S. now. It used to just be in New York, mm-hmm. but now I think the last one was in like uh, Texas. Okay, I'm not sure. Maybe Austin or Houston, yeah. like one of those. Anyway, it just it travels around now, but it's like a huge comedy festival. And they open up for submissions so you can send mm-hmm. your five minutes and, and possibly get up. And I heard some Daytona comics talking about, oh, we're going to su- submit. And, I, and they were like, you should too. And I was like, I've been doing this for four months. There's no way I want to, even mm-hmm. if I get accepted, want to go on a stage where potentially big comics can see yeah. me. And, and then I'm, I'm and judged like, off, I'm not of, even that your best. off of my five minutes of material I wrote in the first four months of doing comedy like no no i'll wait until i'm well ready Mm -hmm. to do that kind of shit yeah a couple give it a couple years a couple years you're not going to be telling any of the jokes you're telling exactly i'm already not telling the jokes i wrote in the first three weeks or month i was doing comedy getting better Mm -hmm. yeah and stuff's developing and you're figuring stuff out about yourself yeah and festivals are kind of the same way it's like festivals you just have to enter with no emotion attached to it whatsoever it's just like I'm gonna throw these this twenty five bucks in the dumpster basically yeah. every time you submit to a festival because it's just it's either yes or no. It's, it, and they, there's no. Th- their pitch for it was also it's free to submit. So yeah. they were like, oh, it's free. Well, you might as well submit. It's yeah. free. You might as well. I'm like, nah. Now what I have, good luck to y'all. <laughs> you know what I have done is I actually found online a there's a list online of comedy festivals 
and there's an article that went out that went on to essentially explain what festivals you know like industry people actually go to because mm-hmm. there's a million comedy festivals yeah. but there's only a few comedy festivals where bookers from late night shows and that stuff actually go yeah so i've stopped submitting to any festival that's not on this list of like six yeah um because oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pay to go on a festival and then travel halfway across the country to perform and you know for ten minutes and it just no. Have you submitted to things like Montreal and, and stuff like that? I did, mm-hmm. but that was pre-pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna start again moving forward, uh, but I just think where I'm at now is what I've realized is, and our last podcast only solidified this. Is like we have to work on building our own platforms because if you do that, you'll get everything that a festival will get you, and that's guaranteed. Versus going to a festival and hoping on a crapshoot. Yeah. You know. So I mean, it's like if if I if I took the amount of money that I was like, I mean, when I went to New York, I'm still going to go to New York because I think it's very important to build contacts in certain places. Mm-hmm. Um, but I spent like two grand by the time it was all said and done. Yeah. And it's like if I took two thousand dollars, I could pay for comedy class. I mean, not comedy classes, acting classes. You know, for a year straight because it's you know they're quarterly and it's like four hundred and fifty dollars a quarter. I could take acting classes for a straight year and come out of that process with so much growth versus taking another trip and spending nights in hotels and that sort of thing. You, but you um, could also take that on the flip side. Yeah. Because I, I feel like there's so many avenues with this thing. Like, you can kind of go in any direction, mm-hmm. and there's something that you can do, writing, yeah. you know, whatever. So, like, you could take that $2,000 and invest it in equipment. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and just True. make videos like mm-hmm. Seabold. Yeah. You know <laughs> what I mean? And, yeah. and then go down that avenue of, like, mm-hmm. making money that way. Yeah. Because, like, the... The Adam Murray way of doing it and doing acting classes and mm-hmm. everything, I mean, that's fucking great that you're getting that he's getting credits yeah. and, and on TV and stuff like that. But you're talking about a ten year investment yeah. either way. Yeah. And I guarantee Devin oh, Devin's do, yeah, making way more money, money. Yeah, yeah. than Adam is. Yeah. Even though he's on shows like Stranger yeah. Things, She Hulk, all that yeah. stuff. Does doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. It, do, it doesn't matter because he's making a twelve. And, and I also get what he was saying, like in the podcast, where you, you know, he might only get twelve hundred dollars for that day of shooting, or yeah. two thousand dollars or whatever. But the viewership on him goes way up, yeah. you know, because a million people are going to watch what he's doing. Yeah. But ultimately, if you're talking success, I got a feeling Devin's like, oh, absolutely, ten years from now is still going to be more successful with the avenue that he went down yeah. because he's also now able to diversify away from just comedy. Now he's doing mm-hmm. podcasting. He wrote a book. He does, yeah. you know, like, and just having clout in one form will. It, it, I mean, just having a platform where he can go, hey guys, I wrote a kids book and put it out there. Yeah. He's got you know twenty million people that look mm-hmm. at that, and if like, you you love saying yeah. this, if five percent buy that, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. He just made you know five hundred grand off yeah. of off of a book that 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 he wrote. So That's I, true. I think the avenue for us, mm-hmm. I think there's going to be a select few of us that go the Adam Murray route that actually make it the way he did. I mean, he's he's working towards, yeah. 
But I think the majority of us, if we're smart, mm-hmm. will go the more Devin Siebel where we just create content. Yeah. And that content links everything back to our standard. Yeah. Well, here's my my hybrid. I got a jab. Yeah. You guys mm-hmm. keep going. All right. All right. Uh, only thing I want to shout out is uh, Beachside Retro Showcase Friday at 8 p.m. And obviously every Tuesday. Pineapples. Pineapples. Yes. yes. Thank you, sir. Right. I'll see you tomorrow, man. See you. Yeah. I'm gonna do. Hey, I'm gonna do Rooney's t- t- first. Okay. I'm gonna try to go first or second, and then I'll scoot over there. Okay. Cool. All right, All right man. See you guys. We'll see. see ya. But um, I think that there's. My thing is. I think I think both will be important for sure because I think. I'm gonna. I'm definitely gonna do the acting classes number one, but I'm also definitely gonna buy the equipment. Yeah. So I've been. I've been. I mean, as you can see, I'm slowly doing little things to prepare to start doing the um, the car review stuff. Right. Um, but actually, I talked to my long term goal, mm-hmm. um, Eric Feeling, mm-hmm. uh, in Orlando. Yeah, sure you no, know Eric. Yeah. yeah. He's a um, he's a software developer, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna be working with him hopefully in the next year to build an app. Because my long-term goal is to have this podcast plus my YouTube channels plus, you know, my um, comedy album and everything mm-hmm. live on an app that I own the app itself. That's smart. So that long-term in the future, you know, you have somebody like Louis C.K. who gets canceled. Mm-hmm. But because everything he owns, he now is running off of his own website that he owns He's able to upload, you know, stand-up specials directly to his website, mm-hmm. and he makes mil- like even though he's not on TV anymore, he makes millions of dollars quietly. Yeah, yeah. you know, so much but what's canceled? Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. What's the cost of app development though? Because that's I mean, that's where you balance it out. Because it's not a bad idea, but yeah. that might be something that I like. If it was me, I would look at for like maybe five years when you have a ton of content yeah, yeah. and money generating. Then yeah. that money that you're generating can pay for yeah, the yeah. things that are a little more expensive like that. Because yeah. I know I know a couple dudes that do app development. And it's in it's, the thousands. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. many thousands of dollars. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I mean, because it, it's not just a one-time, like, all right, the app's created, here you go. Yeah, it's, it's monitoring upkeep, it. And yeah, yeah. yeah, it's constant. Yeah. T- you know, mm-hmm. So you constantly have to keep a company on retainer yeah. to fuck with whatever is wrong with it You yeah. know, for this one person in Idaho. You mm-hmm. know, so yeah. all I'm saying is, like, the the content creation that like we all collectively should be yeah. doing massive amounts of content creation if not stand up then just talking into a microphone doing doing whatever yeah. so that you're constantly posting content on mm-hmm. a, on a daily basis if not daily then weekly like 3 to 5 times a week we should mm-hmm. be mm-hmm. because that's that's what's going to cause growth yeah. in our online presence, which is all just going to direct back to social media, or all, mm-hmm. all, uh, to our comedy, you yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I like what he was saying, because Jimmy and I, we, we've talked, maybe it was Jimmy, it may, might have been Rudy and I, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh, we, they're so similar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's easy to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, sometimes I, I have like similar conversations with both of them occasionally, mm-hmm. so I don't remember which one I was talking to. Um, but... They were saying that like, oh, if you have Instagram videos that you post and they don't go well, like you gotta you gotta delete those off so that people and I, and he, Devin was like, just leave them up, man, because eventually, if you have videos that hit that directs people back to you, they'll mm-hmm. go, oh, this guy's funny, let me see what else yeah. he has, and then your other videos that aren't doing so well will eventually pick up, yeah. and so. That's the way I've always looked at it. Mm-hmm. But Jimmy also has a skewed view of like, oh, mm-hmm. if you post a video that's not like um, like amazing, then yeah. it 
puts a sour taste in people's mouth you yeah. know, for you, like, oh, well, this guy's not funny. Cause people don't give that much of a shit. Me neither. They don't. I, I, they're I, just I scrolling. Yeah, people's attention span nowadays yeah. are so... Because if you have one that's not performing, you know, they're yeah. not even going to remember you 10 seconds yeah. from now. Yeah. Much it's less, not, yeah. you know, like, fuck this guy in particular. In particular. <laughs> <laughs> you're not, that's not what's going to happen. It's going to yeah. be... Everything's a, in a vacuum when you're going through these things. Exactly. It's like, exactly. Even for you to have a good video that they retain, like, oh, this person's fun. Yeah, it's, it's it's few and far between. Even if they like your shit, you which know? is why I'm making when um when you guys get me the videos that I'm gonna do, uh-huh. I'm making a call to action thing at the end of every clip that I put. It'll be like the clip, and at yeah. the end, it'll be like, if you like this, subscribe, and here's a link to my album. Yeah, because the other thing that I noticed is, and this is this, this is true for most people, but there's so many comics out there that'll have videos that'll have. 300,000 views and they have 5,000 followers. Yeah. Well, you can put a link, like, you can put a link tree in too. So, yeah. And mm-hmm. everybody clicks yeah. on it and they can comedy dynamics, yeah. road comic, this, you know, so they can yeah. they can see all your content. Yeah. So, so I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out how to wait not just to have things be seen, but then have make sure every video ends with a call to action to like and subscribe mm-hmm. because I notice, I mean, people just have millions and millions of views with with all their videos combined. Mm-hmm. And it's like, boy, point zero 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 one percent of those people actually follow you. Yeah. You know? But we also, like, collectively, like all of us, we know multiple people that have millions of views. You know what I mean? Yeah. Have you ever talked to, like, these people, like, in- individually and been like, hey, what... What are you doing that's different than this than stuff I'm doing? You well, know, I mean, Devin's the main person that I just had a conversation yes, with. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But yeah. not everybody like so. I, I've when I see somebody that's like somewhat had like viral mm-hmm. videos or whatever. I don't know how you classify viral videos, but mm-hmm. if you like somebody that has millions of views, I pick their brain yeah. every single time. But and, like, you know, who are you talking about? Because you seem like you're talking about people that I don't. Um, no, like, uh, um, what's it, Donald Evans? He's one that I've hit up and been mm-hmm. like, like after yeah. a show one time, I was talking to him, and uh, mm-hmm. sometimes it's a little tough with him because he wants to like just fuck with you. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then you gotta you gotta get yeah. through some of that to get yeah. okay. What's the for real stuff? Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, uh, but he, he, I mean, he's pretty openly honest yeah. about like what he's doing, how he's doing it and stuff yeah. like that. And so I want to have him on to talk about Florida's funniest also. Yeah, you should. Yeah. Man. yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't have Jimmy here. I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. I think they, I think they, they talked about everything. <laughs> okay. But, uh, but yeah, like any of those guys, like Devin was a great one, yeah. but he's, he's sort of like somebody that you At can get in touch level. with yeah, yeah. that mm-hmm. everybody else can't, you know? Mm-hmm. So like for somebody like me who's like out in the mics like anytime i see somebody like that's that's really d- doing it i i try to pick their brain cuz it's not it might not necessarily that i'm doing something different than, than them or they're doing something better it might just be mm-hmm. like the posting time mm-hmm. or yeah. um I the, think it has the a hashtags lot. Or, or or something like that you know something yeah. small mm-hmm. that that makes yeah. it just like based different. on like various people what i've heard i think like the hashtags are important, yeah. the time of day that you post, and then the frequency. I think the frequency, yeah. like, there's the, the rule where post something every day. Because the more you post, the more they're going to push your stuff yeah. on, like, the for you pages and the yeah. whatever. But you, just, you sl- slip into that algorithm, you know? Yeah. And that's what we've, we've, that's essentially what we've talked about. Well, what I, what I want to do, my vision for what we're doing here is, again, I think our scene is sort of small but mighty. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, as well as you can see, I hope as as I get stuff, I bring it to everybody, right? Yeah. 
So what I'm hoping is that as we all master these different aspects of growing this stuff, Mm -hmm. that we create an engine, which is why I think pineapples is so important. Because uh, pineapple, well, and the record shop, because record shop actually is also a good looking video just because of such a funky yeah. room or Weird whatever. Setup. Yeah. Um, but I really think we should get to a point where everybody's like, all right, we're recording, you know, mm-hmm. our sets, and we all know the times to post, you know, who's doing what. Yeah. Everybody, and we share that information because I think we can do a lot from this. You know, small thing. I I really think, it sounds a lot, but I want to start writing also short films. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, yeah. I really think that collectively as a group, we should figure out who, like, wants to do something outside of the just the normal stand-up shit that we're doing. Yeah. And then start doing, like... I know you don't really like sketches and shit like that, but something know, along but, those lines. But, but I'll do it. But I'll do it if it. Yeah, that we can because like the Daytona dudes are doing that. Yeah, mm-hmm. like they're they they just finished recording their first sketch. They're gonna yeah. they're gonna start putting it out. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, like with Devin's thing, he's doing it individually, which is great for his bank account yeah. specifically. Yeah. But I think when you have a bigger pool of people that mm-hmm. are different. Um, I mean, ba- ethnic backgrounds, just religious backgrounds, political back. Like you, yeah. you put it all into like one overarching. Like this is a Brevard, vi- you know, YouTube yeah. or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever it ends up being called. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like we'll appeal to a lot more people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because like we have like a broad range of people here. You mm-hmm. know, and I feel like if we can get five or six guys on board with it, mm-hmm. then we have so. I'm sure we'll all have like a ton of ideas, and we can start recording small sketches you know what i mean and i think we can make money off that maybe not initially but Mm -hmm. if we did enough of them and that was the other thing i was thinking too is we could have like multiple groups within the group like Mm -hmm. you were talking about uh the first time i had this thought was like we were talking about uh I think it was off off the show you were talking about winston pickles and how Mm -hmm. he should go out and just record himself doing regular things yeah. Just clown makeup and yeah. put that shit up on YouTube. Just like grocery shopping. Pull up at the DMV like, yeah, yeah. and just just him sit in there with yeah. him. But I would, but that's what got me thinking. Like, okay, and I'm not saying that because I know he's a little further south than us. But like, if he was in our group, like that could be one. But he's video. Not, he's like he. Winston Pickles is a lot like me. Yeah, where he's a local guy uh-huh. that everything local was so dead that he got out of town. Mm-hmm. Um, and now he's just not around as much because he spent so much time out of town. But Winston Pickles is another one that I think should be a staple around here once he gets to come I back I didn't even around. know he was... He's from Melbourne? He's Vero. Uh, yeah, Vero. I don't know if he lives oh, in Melbourne. Because okay. yeah, okay. I knew yeah. him in West Palm Beach. That's okay, where I yeah. met him and I yeah. always used to see him at that same mic yeah. that I can't remember the name mm-hmm. of. He was always there. Yeah. Then I came up here and I kept seeing him in Melbourne. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> do you live He's up both here? places, yeah. So but even like when I moved here, I wasn't in melbourne at all like i was in orlando every mm. night and yeah. then i came over here and people are like who are you and i was like i've been here for you i've just been in yeah. orlando i haven't been in melbourne yeah. but in this under this one banner we could have a bunch of different types of series yeah. of youtube you know videos mm-hmm. like if one of them pops like okay we got one so yeah. we, we'll keep making those and then start brainstorming for other yeah. avenues of, mm-hmm. of things that we maybe niche things that we can do because yeah. i mean like i said if you have a bunch of different ideas flowing because mm-hmm. then... my thing is and this is why so it's funny because i i also i'm trying to f- 
make the most use of all avenues in my life, mm-hmm. you know? So for our business here, I do a lot of our, well, I guess pretty much all at this point, like, so social media stuff and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. So as I learn more for the comedy side, mm-hmm. I can now bring it to my family's business, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I also, I'm going to start amassing more equipment and stuff because I think, I mean, even something as simple as watching Duncan film his special, mm-hmm. like right here in the Yali Art District. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I started to realize is like, I should just, and I think all of us should do this, I should just film a 15 minute special. Yeah. And then just put it up on YouTube for free. Mm-hmm. Because what happens, and I've seen this happen with some other comics, if that ends up with 100,000 views... Yeah, you burned 15 minutes of material, but that's 15 minutes. Who cares? Yeah. I literally and, yeah. thought about doing, like, every year, at the end of the year, just do all of my material and, yeah. put, it, and put it up on and then start fresh. Like everything that you yeah, wrote that yeah, year. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, especially at this level of the game, because, I, I mean, I can still do that shit. Because, yeah. like, like you said, if 100,000 people watch it, yeah. more than likely nobody at the shows are, are, are yeah, yeah, seeing yeah. it. You know, yeah. so, like, fuck it, you know. Yeah. But... Uh, but then you you have like a chronicling of your like this is where I was at this year this is where I was at this mm-hmm. year and mm-hmm. you just see your jokes get better and better and better yeah. and it'll also force you to like write new shit each year yeah. you know mm-hmm. and the the downside to it is like if you put it up like like the first couple of years you're gonna probably get like a bunch of like Brennan Schaub type like <laughs> you know people going oh that's like him you know like yeah. he was it's too early to release a special or whatever but. It's not like a special, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. like it's just like you chronicling your your comedy, yeah. you know. And I, I think that there's some merits of that too. Well, here's what here's what I what I realized also about uh, when I did my album is if it's just audio. Well, I mean, the thing is, technology is so easy now; even the video is easy to do. Mm-hmm. But if you're just putting something out yourself Mm -hmm. the cost to do it is crazy low yeah so i mean you can set up two i mean god one camera i mean because i have like one 4k camera for like another 400 bucks i could buy another one yeah two camera angles a boom mic i already have like it's just just not that hard yeah you know so my thing is what i want to do is i want to start releasing every year comedy mixtapes Mm. where the same concept where an album is your thing that you've been working really hard and it's like a really special thing a mixtape is just some stuff you got that you throw out there you mm-hmm. know yeah my thing is is there's certain material mm-hmm. that is time sensitive mm-hmm. like i have a really really great ukraine joke that i love as soon as that war's over yeah joke's gone mm. right so what i want to do is take every and, and, and through recording some of my crowd work stuff, I'm sure I'll come up with a bunch of stuff. Take all of my time-sensitive joke jokes that will burn based on what's happening this year. Mm-hmm. Record that in a 15-minute special at the end of the year. Throw it up on Spotify. Throw it up on YouTube. And do that every year. Because mm-hmm. all that material, because it's not timeless, it can't go in an album or a special anyway. Yeah. So it's not, that material is going to, like that Ukraine joke, as much as I love it, it's a great joke, it's going to immediately stop working as soon as they figure out that war. (laughs) So I might as well throw that joke up immediately and burn it while it's at least useful. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? 
Some, some, uh, uh, and I, another idea that mm-hmm. I had for like a like a web series, a sm- small, like mm-hmm. each each video is like maybe you know a minute or two, you mm-hmm. know, but um, like. This is one of the reasons I record all of my sets now because in the future I really want to do this like mm-hmm. the evolution of a bit. Mm-hmm. So you show the bit over and over again. Mm-hmm. You know, like if it's a thirty-second uh, bit, mm-hmm. you show it the first time you ever said it on stage, and then you know after you've been doing it for three months and what tags you've added, what mm-hmm. you changed, and just literally show it up until it's a bit that crushes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So because like I think that's important mm-hmm. for. Comics to see because like you don't I, you never see yeah, you never, never see, see yeah. like the beginning of a joke and then what it what it becomes you yeah. only see on specials you only see the final format yeah. you know where like initially the comic probably liked that bit mm-hmm. but it wasn't doing shit and he go yeah. up on stage and just you know yeah. say it to the fucking void mm-hmm. and and then to see the evolution of that and how that bit just gets stronger and stronger yeah. and stronger yeah. you never see that yeah. like never I've never fucking seen you know it's a similar idea that I that I wanted to do like I have all these when I'm a rich and famous comic like it's a foregone conclusion ideas mm-hmm. my idea was that if I record every like when I start if I start recording every set and I record the very first time I tell a particular joke when I finally release the special, yeah, I would release the very first recording as an NFT. Okay. So like, imagine. Oh, that's, oh, that's yeah. smart. <laughs> so like, imagine if when Dave Chappelle drops a special, yeah, you can buy a video camera in the back of the room recording of the first time he told that joke mm-hmm. as a collectible NFT that is released with the special. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's just such a yeah, crazy yeah. idea. If you're big enough, people would love to see yeah. that. Yeah. Now, and then imagine, and then now that's not just for now. Mm-hmm. Imagine in the future. Imagine if you have a limited edition Richard Pryor's first time telling this joke yeah. NFT. Yeah. Like, in the future, that would be an amazing collectible thing to have. Yeah, yeah. it would be. Um, so I have my, my very first time on stage. Mm-hmm. I have that recording. Um, so that do you gonna... still do jokes from the first time you were on stage? Yeah, really? I do too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really? The yeah. fair well, because I understand yours because yeah. you did it as a class and mm-hmm. then yeah. and wrote, but really? Yeah, because you went up at like old school pizza or something like that, right? No, that was your first Steagles. Steagles. Like, that's right, Steagles. Yeah, the shittiest bar <laughs> yeah, on yeah. the planet. Yeah, uh, it's so shitty. It's not even I probably anymore. honestly, I probably use. Are you fucking kidding me? I probably use zero jokes from sixty percent of the wow. first set. My the first. Ten times I went on stage, I use zero percent of those jokes. <laughs> zero. <laughs> zero. Like the the trans the transgender joke that I tell. Um, I don't know if you heard that one. I, but, dude, I haven't heard like I I you know what? I'm gonna sit down and listen to your <laughs> because I've heard I feel like about five percent of your jokes. Really? Yeah, dude. Because like every time I see you, it's at pineapples. Really? Yeah, That's and like, just... and I don't ever go to your like f- your headlining shows. Yeah. You know, so. Because no one ever invites me, but <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I, I know it's like you're going to a club. And it, you can't just be like, "Here's a friend of mine," yeah. <laughs> you know. But you could call me your gay lover. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, once once uh, I get the headline, that's the other thing. I'm right on the right on the the precipice yeah. of being able to start inviting comics to come to stuff with me. Yeah. Um, so what, no, once that starts, I'm going to start bringing people. Yeah, because yeah. I would I would go. I mean, I went and watched yeah. Jimmy do Milk District. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and for me, it's like. I just I like going to seeing new comics. Mm-hmm. You know, I know you're not new, but yeah. new new to me. Yeah. Like that was why I liked uh, Judge Show so much because I never mm-hmm. met JP or Joe Latham. Yeah, and like Joe was on the Florida's Funniest. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. uh, 
And so I never met either one of those. So I like I, I like meeting new people, but mm-hmm. also like I love seeing new comics do material. Mm-hmm. I love that shit, dude. Yeah. It's it's actually the only one of the only things I really like about the open mics is that mm-hmm. yeah, there's thirty guys there, mm-hmm. but and I've seen like twenty five of them every week every for the last <laughs> yeah. two months. Yeah. But when they go up and do new material, it's mm-hmm. like and and they get a joke that pops, you know. Yeah. Oh, I love seeing that, you know, because mm-hmm. you see them like physically change. Yeah. You see it in their whole their whole disposition is yeah. like like they're going up and being like fuck this joke, and then they say it, and then it gets it gets a, it gets a pop, and they're like oh, oh okay, <laughs> you know, like you just see it. I love that. I love yeah. it. But you just watch somebody light up for a second, mm-hmm. and then they have to get their composure back, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I do it too. When I yeah. when I watch my own videos of me, you know, like I'm like, oh, I, like I like that reaction, mm-hmm. you yeah. know. So, um, so yeah, seeing new new guys, especially mm-hmm. at like your level, man. Like mm-hmm. you're you're gonna have guys that are like featuring and at the the level that I want to be next year. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Or, or yeah. late late next year. Mm-hmm. So. I feel like it's important to study guys that are doing things that you want to be doing, yeah. you know? The other thing I'm watching a lot is, like, I'm not the best host, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's something that I want to get really good it's at. It's very important. Because yeah. I know it's something that I'm going to be doing, yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, I'm going to have to do. So. Truth be told, like, if... <sighs> it would really be a matter of... So, like, so say... Because I've, I've been working on... i got to keep reaching back out to Mike. But headlining... Um, Laugh Out Lounge. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm trying to get him to give me like a Wednesday uh-huh. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but it would be a thing where I could be like, all right, Brian's hosting, Jimmy's featuring, and I'll headline the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Well, that's... Okay. So I, I literally thought about this last week. Yeah. I was like, okay, if we were if we were going to do something like that, mm-hmm. not not just one show, but like you were talking about setting up a tour with Eugene. And, mm-hmm. and Phil Ismay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Phil, right? So if you ever wanted to do that, it, it like... Separate from that one, you know what yeah. I mean? Where you're a head, you're the head. Well, that's the black G- Jimmy's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jimmy's featuring. It really is. Maybe Ru- Rudy's in there too, yeah. and then like I, I got host. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I, that would be fucking awesome. Yeah. Because then it's the it's the four four of us. And we go around and just fuck up some rooms. Yeah. I'm not ready for that yet. Yeah. But, when, <laughs> but when I am ready, I, that's yeah. the kind of shit that I want to get into, and that's mm-hmm. another reason I want to I want to be good at hosting mm-hmm. because. I know my problem is like I need cleaner material yeah. because uh, like probably less for that kind of thing, you yeah. know, but like when I, when you're doing like Gregory's yeah. and bonkers and things like that, like you've yeah. got to go up and do 10 or 10 minutes. Now it's about 10, 15. Okay. So yeah. t- 10 or 15 minutes of like somewhat clean material. Yeah. You get like three minutes in the beginning to like explain everything. Yeah. Like, all right, this is the rules of the show, you know? So <laughs> yeah. then you're really doing like seven to Seven yeah. to ten, really? I think when I did Gregory's, I had 19 minutes of when I did the hosting on stage. Wow, really? And I didn't realize. No, they like, used to make me do 25. <laughs> well, I was supposed As to do... host? Yes. No. Mm. I was supposed to do 15, but there's... I'm the host, so nobody lit me. So, yeah. like, yeah. I did 15 minutes of material, but then it was, like, all the stuff in the front at the yeah. end. And yeah. Is that how, <laughs> everybody is, on. Is that how much time you have right now? Like, would you say, like, 15 minutes? Um... I would say 10 to be comfortable. I can do 15 because I did 15 there and it was clean, but yeah. not everything mm-hmm. hit. But I right. think mm-hmm. with like good, clean material, 10 that I'm comfortable saying that I can do. But mm-hmm. yeah. maybe I have 15 because I tend to undersell myself a lot. And you too. don't have don't to be super clean at Gregory's. Um, no, no, no. You don't yeah. have to be super clean. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, you just like, can't. You could do like, a blowjob joke, but you can't be like, she was sucking my dick. Yeah, yeah. Well, they send an itinerary. 
Um, I don't know if yeah, you, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So they send an actual itinerary, and if you read the itinerary, it's scary as shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, you don't talk about politics, you don't talk about race, you don't talk about well, this. I don't talk about, don't talk about stuff that, right? anyways. So, <laughs> so when I first started doing Gregory's, I was real nervous about it. But once you get comfortable there, yeah. you just you just learn what you can and can't say. Yeah. It's and, just as long as it's not too raunchy and you're not yeah. dropping F-bombs and C-bombs yeah. and... How how long and bombs and yeah. So, so how well, well, you're black, so you can say that. Yeah, yeah. So how many times have you hosted up at Gregory's? Um, just once, and I have another. Oh wait, no, I haven't gotten it yet. I'm trying to get another date. Um, okay. So like, you just like April or me? How how long did you wait to start doing like reaching out to places like that? That for Gregory's, um, I didn't reach out. They. They hit they, you up? Yeah, they hit me was up. Was that so. them or Carmen? Carmen, Carmen. Because okay, okay, I was yeah. like at the improv and Carmen was like, oh, do you want to do Gregory's? He had a date open. I was like, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I haven't, I well, haven't... I had get, I had the like, guest spot there so before. Yeah, because I just went for a show one time and then like, they realized I was a comedian. Like it was a bunch of comedians I knew. And then they were just like, oh, do you want a guest spot? So I did it. And then um, I forgot her name. Uh, begins with a J. It's her the lady, the, lady, the from, lady Gregory's? from Gregory's. I, What's her name? Utah? Yes. Okay, I was like, Jay. Is it with a J? I don't know. I thought it was a Y. Yeah, but Utah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Utah um, is the... I think I'm thinking Bridget Spanish is, because... J- oh, like Utah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like, Puerto Ricans <laughs> would say Utah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I saw a J in my head when I hear her name. So um, uh, Bridget is her, the mother, and Utah's yeah, the daughter. Yeah, yeah. And they, yeah, they own Gregory's together. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's, yeah, because yeah. that's... I want to I want to do I want to try to do at least one hosting gig a month mm-hmm. like just to to flex that muscle cuz I'm not it, it, like I I always feel awkward yeah. when I'm hosting. Mm-hmm. But hosting at like a show like that is is much different than hosting like an open mic cuz yeah. like open mic you're hosting and there's like 26 people that yeah. you're bringing up. That's more exhausting. Uh, host like a show like that is uh, It's pretty, exhausting. Well, I, yeah. well, but those the open mic you mean? No, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those shows it's like four comics. You know what I mean? So it's not It's not a Yeah, place. it's like you do your set then you just go up and introduce people. Mm-hmm. You know and what then I mean? And por- I know Porky's is is pretty easy cuz they go up before you. You introduce two people but then you don't go up at the end they oh. go up at the end oh, too nice. so it's like i'm only on stage twice oh nice yeah that's that's what's up so that's the kind of thing that like i'm trying to trying to get better at mm-hmm. um i have like i always have like i always set goals for myself with this like since I, i'm saying always like i've been doing it forever <laughs> but since i started and really like so i had like two sets and then you are actually at, at this set. This is the first time I ever met you. Mm-hmm. Um, I had two sets, and then I did that pineapples show. Mm-hmm. It was the first first time I'd ever done a showcase. It was like literally my yeah, third yeah. set, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got off that stage that night, and I went, "I'm never gonna stop doing this." Yeah. <laughs> you know, it took me three times. And so from that, I literally went home that night and wrote like uh, goals for myself. Like, what's what's my one year plan for this? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm like, because if I don't, then I'll just get lazy with it, yeah. you know. And that's that's my problem is I have to fight laziness. I, I am a, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I am a uh, inherently no, the same lazy <laughs> person, and like I haven't had outside of like just like raising kids and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I haven't had anything like in you know my marriage and all that. But I like personally, I haven't had anything that I've been like striving for for years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like where I'm like, oh, I want to do this, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. And this is gonna be something that. I'm gonna continue on doing it, and as soon as I realized comedy was that thing that I'm gonna keep doing, like I was like, all right, these are my goals. So mm-hmm. even at the end of the or beginning of this year, like I accomplished all the goals I wanted to do in one year. 
the, the do and judge show was the third the third goal I wrote for my mm-hmm. one, like by the end of one year. I'm still trying to get on his show. No, uh-huh. have you seen it? Have you have you performed in front of Judd at all? I've sent him a couple of videos because he oh, asked. Okay. Like I sent him a 12 minute video like a long time ago, but it mm. was like it wasn't a great video, so I get why. No, no. And then I sent him like a good video this time. It's like a five minute video, mm. and he asked me for a 10 to 15, and that's where my issue is because I don't do a lot of. 10 mm-hmm. to 15 shows and if I do it's going to be in some crappy bar and it's yeah. not going to be you should great. Uh, you should resend because he's just I just resend. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I, I sent him say... the stuff from Gregory's cuz I was just mm-hmm. like maybe he'll be like, oh, "Okay, well you hosted Gregory's, you can't be that yeah. terrible." Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But he's now starting to do 10 to 12 minute spots mm-hmm. on on yeah. his shows. That's what I did. I cuz yeah. I honestly I don't know why he asked me. I'm <laughs> I'm not sure He'd only seen me once, and it was the second time. I think he's just never... I never met him in person. Maybe that's yeah. why. He's just like, I don't know who this girl is. Yeah. Like, So, he, I get it. He he saw me do one open mic set. It was the second time. It was my birthday. He saw it on my birthday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was the second set I ever did. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I, I, and I ad-libbed one joke from that, that. So, I'm wrong. I say I don't tell any of the original jokes. <laughs> there was one joke I ad-libbed just like... Yeah trying to tell a story about being a mailman, you know, and it hit, you know what I mean? And Judd literally, when he asked me to do the show, he goes, make sure you do that joke. (laughs) And I was like, okay, that's cool. Well, you should also do, and I, that's another piece of advice I want to give to comics is if you want video for stuff like that, Mm -hmm. reach out to Jimmy or whoever does like the open mics Mm -hmm. and ask to close. Because what you can do is say, hey, I need 15 minutes to to make a video, can I go up at the end of Pineapples and do 15? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times, that's a great way to get a decent audience, a decent show, Mm -hmm. and get that time out so you can have that recording. Because that's also the other issue, the audience. Because anytime I'm in somewhere that does 15, it's not a great Yeah, it's a shitty mic and you're doing 15 because they're just trying to get somebody on stage. (laughs) Well, like, like, Jimmy, I told Jimmy I was doing Judd's thing and he gave me a 10-minute set at Pineapples so that that Judd's thing wasn't my first 10 minutes that I ever did so yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah he's I mean he's pretty flexible with that especially if you like plan it out in advance Mm -hmm. because you know Jimmy hates like things right at the last oh yeah Yeah, yeah. I know know? that but but, yeah if you hit (laughs) him up and like hey next month the first Tuesday can I do can I close with he'd probably Mm -hmm. work with you yeah speaking of fighting laziness Mm -hmm. I don't know if you saw me sending an email just now I did yeah I I emailed the uh, booker for Gregory's (laughs) (laughs) as soon as it came up I was like I haven't emailed her in I need to email her right now (laughs) because I will not remember i'll be your host <laughs> yeah <laughs> there you go no gregory's is a great uh, that's the next it's such a weird it's it can hit or miss i've been there a weekend where one <laughs> day it was just like crap and then the next day well, it's, it's awesome. such a weird it's it's a I, I think it's the difference between because it used to be thursday friday saturday they're going back to that now. they are yeah that's what oh. when i hit up yeah because rudy's show got pulled. about it they oh. said they're going to do that now oh. Because Rudy used to run Thursday nights once a month, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they said they said no more. Yeah, they're doing it better. Because for money wise, because mm-hmm. for me, Gregory's is like eleven miles from my house. So if I'm, you know, featuring and it's like seventy five bucks a night, and you're doing three nights in a row, mm-hmm. and you don't have to leave yeah. your backyard, mm-hmm. it's so much better. You know, you make the quick yeah, I love two twenty five or something like that. It's the only place I go where I actually make money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Really? I wonder if they're yeah. going to pay. I, I didn't ask because I was like, am I going to get like an 
extra nights pay, or is it the same pay for the three nights? Uh, no, it's the... I don't know about you, but when I go up there, I'm getting my three pay because they do. It used to be uh, the host was getting forty bucks a night. Yeah. The feature was seventy five a night. Okay. And the headliner, I don't remember what the number was. Okay. So as a whole, if you host that weekend, you get one twenty, which is pretty yes. good for hosting. So I, when I was hosting Gregory's, this is before Carmen was booking it. They were having issues getting good hosts, and it got to a point where I was hosting Gregory's. Every other weekend. Oh, I can do that. If, if somebody yeah. needs somebody, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm and all about no, it. No, <laughs> so for so consistently, mm-hmm. I was doing that 140 every other weekend. And the only thing, honestly, that messed me up was they, I, I was all gung ho about getting bumped up to feature. Mm-hmm. But what I didn't calculate was if you're the host, they bring you back all the time. Because they don't care. You're just the host. Yeah. Right? If you're the feature, what, like clubs only like to bring you back like once every six months. Yeah. So I actually make way <laughs> less money now <laughs> as a feature. Venues, yeah, right? I got to find more venues because if you can get locked in with a couple of clubs as a host and they'll just keep bringing you back mm-hmm. all the time, yeah. all the time. So I'm just going to be a host for the rest of my yeah, life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've also listened to a lot of comics, like on um, podcasts, and they, it's like a mix of like some of them loved hosting, and other ones were like, no, oh, fuck that. I like you hosting. Know? It's I a lot of pressure, it. but it makes you so much better. Like, I'll tell you what happened. Like, at um, the last time when we did Pineapples and I hosted, mm-hmm. like, I was, it was a humbling night for me. Mm-hmm. Because my relationship with pineapples is I go up at the end and I just murder and then I go home. Right. Hosting, when you start at pineapples, the audience just isn't really paying attention at first. Mm-mm. They don't you know gotta, what's going on. <laughs> yeah, it's all a mess. There's people just having full-blown conversations. And I spent so much time trying to just get the audience get their attention and mm-hmm. get them on board. Mm-hmm. And then I had that one heckler mm-hmm. that, and this is, I, usually I'm very likable on stage. Like people just, the audience tends to like, trust me to say whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think that guy, were you there? When I hosted I, no, I, no I, I was there the first time you hosted. Oh, okay, okay. The second time I hosted, it was like, the guy was there, there was some guy there that was there with some woman that wasn't his wife. And... <laughs> He kept talking, and at one point he said, he was like, I'm the funniest person in here, right? So once he said that, (laughs) I walked to the edge of the stage where he was and just planted myself there and just went after him. Mm -hmm. And, like, I got laughs and stuff, but I think it I went into full-blown attack mode too early. Mm -hmm. And the rest of the night, the audience was like, they laugh at stuff, but you could tell they're like, this guy's kind of a dick. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, he really didn't have to lay into that guy as aggressively as he did, right? Well, it's an accurate assessment. <laughs> and I don't normally, because I, I don't host that much anymore. So I haven't I haven't been put in that position in a while. So it was like, oh, that's right. I got to be more friendly. I can't just do my regular thing where I just get up here and just rapid fire at everybody. Because yeah. that's usually at the end of the night and everybody's like, you know, that's just my thing. I just go up and just yeah. fuck with people. I think for the next couple of pineapple sets I have, they're mm. not going to go great. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to do crowd work for the next. Well, so that's my two, other two months. Yeah. I'm taking a break, man, because yeah. I, I need I get addicted to that stuff because mm-hmm. I love it. And I'm I, it's, it's like one of the things that like, you know, how like you try something new and then you're just like pretty good at it immediately. Yeah. <laughs> that was crowd work for me. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I'll get sucked into this. Mm-hmm. And then I have shows like where Judd's thing where like I went up and I was like, I'm going to do like two minutes of crowd work and then eight minutes of jokes. You yeah. know. And I went up and floundered. <laughs> you know, I was like, because uh, Judd does he? I mean, Judd does this thing where he like goes around the room and just yeah. literally like says something about every single table. You yeah. know, so like the crowd is butt fucked by crowd work immediately. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> grabbing, but that's kind of what it what yeah. it was, you know. And so uh, then I go up and I'm just kind of like riffing off shit he just said. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what? Like, and then yeah. I started going into my material. My material was hitting so strong. Mm-hmm. And then I went, you know, before I get too in depth with the crowd work thing, yeah. I think I just need to focus on having a solid 10, a solid 15. And then now that I know, like, I have this ability to like, you know, go in that direction. Mm-hmm. I'll also get really good at that, but yeah. let me focus on this first. Man. You know what I mean? I will, trust me, I am in your bad spot on steroids. Yeah. Because I, because I, I tell you the story how I just decided throughout the pandemic I'm not going to do anything but crowd work. Yeah, yeah. So truth be told, other than, and then I stopped doing open mics. Right. So the truth is going to an open mic and telling some new material like, just for the first time, this is some brand new stuff. I'm trying it. Mm-hmm. I have not done that. Other than that night when I just went up there and read out of that notebook. Your phone. Yeah, off my phone or whatever. <laughs> that was my first time doing that in years. Which sounds crazy because I've only been doing stand-up four and a half years. Yeah. But there was a whole two-year chunk where I wasn't putting myself out there as far as just like this is brand new i'm just so were you just doing throwing. the same the same material every I, show? well no i was doing well, that too but i was doing what devin was talking about whenever i'm on a real show i'll just throw some new stuff in the middle of my set of really good material so if it doesn't do well yeah, who cares the next 10 jokes i know work yeah you know but just going up at an open mic and just throwing some new shit out there and seeing what happens and then the next joke, I'm also throwing it, like, to where you can really just have a horrible, you yeah. know, time on stage. I haven't done that in a long time. Yeah. So now I'm like, ah, oh, shit, I got to get back into the mode of stop doing the crowd work. and Because it's so easy to get sucked into it. Because if you're doing something and it's not really working, all I have to do is shift gears and I can turn this whole room upside down. Mm-hmm. But it's like... To have the discipline to not do that, yeah, yeah. and just stay the course that, until that, that's what my focus is for the next two months yeah. I, or three months, really. I need to get that time. Yeah. I need to, I need to have the time that I want to have. Yeah, and so uh, I, t- I said this to Rudy the other day too, because uh, like Rudy does this thing where he pivots. like he'll start doing new material and then he'll stop because mm-hmm. he's yeah. not getting a reaction, and then he just pivots to stuff. That it's he's... so fucking annoying. So, he'll be in the it? middle of no, he will pivot in the middle yeah, of the joke, joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's, and he he I'm like how do, you never even gave him a chance to like it. You didn't even say the punchline of the fucking joke, yeah. Rudy. 
And he's like, and he's so, it makes me so sad. I feel, I've seen him, but I feel like he always comes back to the joke. Well, I, I, told, I told him, I was like, and Jimmy, I know Jimmy said this to him too. I was like, Rudy, you just got to get comfortable with bombing, dude. Like, you just got <laughs> yeah. to ride that yeah. bomb, man. And that's what I need to do too. Because yeah. I, I, like, I'm sort of getting comfortable with like what I've been doing at Pineapples. Yeah. And it, cause it's been going so fucking good. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, I've had some really, really good sets at there. Yeah. But. I need to not get addicted to, like, the shit that's not going to help me. Yeah. And it, it will help me, but not in the same way that just really good material will. So. You know, I see, so, all right, so I'm going to join you in okay. your quest. We'll just bomb, dude. Because we'll just no, bomb so I have a, yeah. <laughs> I had, um, because I have this whole chunk that I'm working on that I never kind of, I was working on it at, um, I did it for the first time at, um, Jesus Christ, Old School Pizza. Mm-hmm. So that was, I mean, that was Two years ago at this point. Yeah. Where I talk about being in a mental hospital. When I was a kid, I was in a mental hospital for like a month. And it's like, it's a slow, long story with funny points through, like, Mm -hmm. here and there throughout it. Yeah. But it's the kind of thing where I tell it sitting down in a serious tone. Yeah. And there's... It, it's a it's a it's a dark story. Yeah, you know. I have one of those too. I haven't yeah. quite figured out yeah. how to tell it. <laughs> and I gotta and in order to work on that, it's gonna fucking it's gonna bomb. Just gotta let it bomb. Yeah. yeah, you just gotta and, let and it. The, and the funny part is the the audience at Pineapple because Pineapple has a lot of the same people. Yeah, and the pe- I I guarantee you, those people are gonna be like, what the fuck happened. Chris, because yeah, exactly. my reputation there yeah. is the guy that just comes in and just Murder. kills everybody yeah. with crowd work and then walks out the room. Yeah, but they're gonna they're gonna experience some real bombing. But that's the, the thing, though, man. Week. We need we need that too, man. It's important yeah. to 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 not just get comfortable with what you're what you're saying and doing. Like, yeah. there's times where like I'll go up and just go, I'm not gonna do any of my material tonight at all. I'm just gonna try to figure stuff out I on wish stage. You just do it at places where it doesn't matter, like yeah. the rocket or yeah. something like that. Just be like, fuck yeah. it, you know? Because yeah. they're not listening to you anyway. Yeah, that's why I did crowd work. That's exactly. Fuck it. Yeah. So <laughs> what you do is whenever you're somewhere, where, and you can tell hmm. when you walk in the room, like, oh, there's no, yeah. Say, this is gonna be bomb. I walked in and Cam's bombing. You know, this ain't gonna get for me. Yeah. So once you know that. Like, that's what I used old school pizza for. You'd walk in and there'd be four people in the room mm-hmm. and all four people are the same four people that were there that last week yeah. and like all the Bull other comics. Bullet Bush yeah. is a good place to bomb. All the other <laughs> comics that are on the lineup are terrible. It's me and Eugene, the only two funny people in the building. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know what? I'm just going to stand up here and just see what happens. Yeah. And that's how, once you do that, enough mm-hmm. to where you you've built it to where you just don't give a shit anymore yeah that's when you'll start to get good at the crowd work stuff mm-hmm. yeah and that's that's i want to do the ex- exact opposite of what you just said <laughs> i want to do the, exactly what you just said but for the opposite reason i want to do that for material yeah like mm-hmm. I, I like because like i said like like for something that comes naturally to me i definitely want to lean on it you yeah. know and it's it's almost like like a little scary that I want to lean on it too much. You know? Absolutely, and, I'm, and and I'm happy that I took the last month and really experimented with it. Yeah, but now I need to. I I see that like my material itself, like my output of material. That's really what it is. No, my yeah. output of material has slowed way down mm-hmm. because I'm like, well, I could just go up and riff. You know what I mean? And that's great. But if I want to, you know, it bit me in the ass at Judge Show. Yeah, that's what that's, and mm-hmm. I don't want to have another situation where. 
I'm floundering for a few minutes, especially on a show that's like one that I, I covet and I want to do well on because I mm-hmm. want to keep getting rebooked on. And luckily, my material was strong enough and the parts I didn't flounder, he, he said he's going to invite me back. That's so I, I was really happy with that, but I don't want to repeat the next time. The next time I want to come in and just fuck it up. You know yeah. what I mean? And mm-hmm. so that's, that's why my three-month focus yeah. is get another seven or eight minutes. Yeah. You know, so... All right, so we are at the two-hour mark. Yeah. Is everybody... We did, we did it. Riveting. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's right. Ash, do you have any plugs that you want anywhere you're going to be? Um, I'm hosting Bitters and Bottles on Friday in Orlando. Noise? Yeah, nice. if anybody wants to come out. It's a yeah. perfect place to bomb. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been there. You know, I've, 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 I've thought about heading out there. I need to hit more Orlando mics. That's, mm-hmm. that's also mm-hmm. part of my new... New, yeah. New Year's plan is uh, I'm going to get out there a little more. So I'm going uh, to one right now. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go to Harry Buffalo's. Hell yeah. Oh, tonight? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, <laughs> you, you young whippersnappers. That's, yeah. that's yeah. right. Get, get yeah. out there, bro. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing two shows tomorrow night. I'm doing uh, Rooney's, and then I'm going to do... Uh, I'm probably going to head to both of those. And, yeah, you should. Yeah. And uh, Moon Room. But uh, the only thing I'll plug is my social media. Uh, Brian Milligan Comedy. Oh, yeah. Ash Cash Got Jokes. Ah, that's a great name. <laughs> a website, Instagram, everything's the same. Oh, you have a website? Yeah. Oh, I'm such an idiot. Do you, I need a website do you so use that... it? Yeah, yeah, I use it. Oh, yeah, that's what uh, I mean. See, that's the so I have thing. like a five minute clip up there. I have like where all my shows are going to be and then link to all my social media accounts. Oh, you do? And an email address. Did you uh, do it yourself or did you? Um, I did the initial one myself, but I had um, another comic. I don't know if you know Niffer. It's. Niffer no. Sims, um, she's a Orlando. She yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw yeah. her. I saw her the other. So night. she does websites. So I asked mm-hmm. her to kind of just spruce it up because I'm like not a very visual person. Yeah. But like I maintain it myself. It's okay. it's like through WordPress, so it's okay. yeah, already yeah, pretty yeah. easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, and then uh, me. What do I got? Crap. Like I said, I'm doing Fassel Malik Spill the Beans show um, next week. Tomorrow night, I'm actually doing Don't Tell Comedy, but I can't tell you anything about it, so yeah, yeah I won't say anything about that. <laughs> I want to get on that soon. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's the next? I think that's the main stuff that I have. And then next week, what do I have next week? I guess it doesn't matter because there's going to be another episode for next week, but I want to see. No, this is the last one, bro. This is the last <laughs> one. We're canceling it. Let me see. Oh, here. man, we didn't even talk about Martin Luther King Day, dude. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm a terrible. Day. That's right. Mm-hmm. Terrible black person. I was going to say, you guys are bad black people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, so don't tell us tomorrow. And then Friday, I'm doing Spill the Beans of Fort Lauderdale. And then next week is a, that's a private show. And then, oh, Daytona with Ken Miller on the 1st of February. So that'll be a good one. All Daytona right. Live or? No, it's, I, oh man, I can't remember the lady's name. She's a, uh, well, I don't know if she's new, but she's not a new, so she's not new to booking. She's new to me. It's mm-hmm. my first time working with her. Um, so that's going to be coming up soon. And then February 4th, we'll be interviewing James Yon here on the podcast. So that'll oh, be a yeah. good one to look out for, too. So this has been the Funny Style Podcast. Thank you guys for listening.